And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. It's the return of Geek So To Speak with the fourth annual Geeky Awards, the best and worst of 2021. Come on, shop. Well, it's time to record now. Yeah, Wonder Rob, I just can't wait to record now. We met on stage because we like to perform now. We're best of friends co-hosting all of our shows now. It's time to celebrate our energy. With new shows for you to blast every freaking week. Come on, shop. It's time to let our geek speak. I hear you, Rob. My geek speak has crazy tech. We move up Marvel. DC's okay. Our content rocks. Geek news all day. We're gamers too. We play for fun. I'm Trekkie proud. Phasers to stand. Film and TV. Our force is strong. Geek so to speak. Where you belong. Geek so to speak. 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 Welcome back, fellow geeks, for another episode of Geek So To Speak Podcast, your source for all things geek. We're back! It's 2022! Did you miss us? We're back from our hiatus to bring you the fourth annual Geeky Awards. That's right, we're going to talk the best and worst of 2021 in movies, TV, video games, and more. Thanks so much for joining. I'm your co-host with the most... Wonder Rob, and on the line with me is one of my best friends, slash co-host, slash nemesis, <laughs> the man who is always really great at introducing the bumpers of the show, Shaf. How's it going, Shaf? Hey, what's going on? Man, I feel like it's been forever since we've done this. It's been four weeks. Gosh, I feel <laughs> rusty. I feel a little bit rusty. Uh, Oh man! But well, I'm feeling good, Wonder Rob. Thanks for asking. How you doing? Good, good, good. Did I ask? I don't. know. I'm not sure if I did. You might, but, you oh, might not right. have asked, but you know what? You did it telepathically, and that's what counts. <laughs> well, yes, that's what counts. Thanks for joining me. I missed you, Shaf. The listeners missed you. We <laughs> all missed you. Thank you so much. And now this is the fourth annual Geeky Awards, everybody. So it's a little bit of a special episode. We've had three Geeky Awards in the past, and it's always been me and Shaf. You know. But if you've been a loyal listener to Geek So To Speak over the last year, you know we've made some changes. We've added some faces to the geek crew around here. First and foremost, we have our corrections department here with us, the master of disaster himself, the man with a fascination for animation, Mark Vibbert. Say hi, Mark. Hi, Mark. <laughs> Easy. With the jokes. Oh, hi, with Mark. With the jokes. <laughs> Here's that one too. Thanks, thanks for joining us, Mark. We appreciate it. We're expanding your uh, 90 second to three minute segment to the whole show this week. It's gonna be a good one. And on the line also is the Master of Disaster Part Two, the the Sonic for comics. I couldn't think of a word to rhyme with comics. The comic book master and co-host of Seasons Change podcast. Vactor, how's it going, Vactor? P 
Peter three. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. He's got the jokes. Oh yeah. He's got the jokes. That's right. We got the whole crew here, everybody. It's overwhelming. I'm overstimulated right now, actually, despite the fact that it's almost nine o'clock most of these people's time while they're recording. But enough of this chit chat. Again, we're here for the fourth annual Geeky Awards. But real quick, just some housekeeping. Don't forget to subscribe if you're not already subscribed, whatever platform it is you're listening to us on. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. What's your your podcatcher of choice factor? It's got to be Pocket Cast. That's the best. Okay. If you're listening to us on Pocket Cast, hit subscribe. Uh, Mark, what's your favorite podcasting platform? Quick. Uh, I use Apple uh, Podcasts. Uh, basic, just like me. Yep. Hit subscribe on any platform. <laughs> you can do it. And while you're at it, if you're one of the lucky ones who listens to us on a platform who can leave a review, go ahead and leave us a review. You know, over the break, shop, we did get a new review on Apple Podcasts. <gasps> a five-star review, as a matter of fact. But they didn't leave text. They just left us five stars. So we appreciate that. But you can actually leave text reviews because either Shaf or I will leave you a very sexy shout out. And here's a little treat for everybody in this podcast and maybe the listeners. Did you guys know that you can actually rate podcasts on Spotify now? Oh, You can, right from the app. So... Geek So To Speak podcast currently has a five-star rating on Spotify. But, I mean, that was me who left <laughs> who left the review. But still, you can do it. So if you're listening to us on Spotify, go ahead and leave us a review there also. And almost done. Almost done with the, the bookkeeping. You can email us any questions, comments, anything you want us to talk about at geeksotospeakpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can always go to our website, geeksotospeak.com, to find us anywhere you want to find us. Ooh, one, Ooh. one more thing yes. to add to that. So Anchor, which is the platform that we use, lets you leave us voicemails. So if you go onto the, our Anchor site, which is anchor.fm uh, forward slash geek hyphen so hyphen something <laughs> to... <laughs> Geek hyphen so hyphen to hyphen speak. It'll be in the show notes. Um, yeah, you can you can leave us a voicemail. You can also become a monthly supporter, and uh, we really appreciate that too. Um, and uh, it's just a way to keep this podcast uh, afloat. And uh, don't don't you just want to continue to see the fifth and the sixth and the seventh geeky awards come your way? It's going to happen, but it's going to happen because of monthly supporters like you. So thank you so much. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Now speaking of anchor we're gonna have a little shout out to them in just a minute but before we get to that usually at this time we do a little little life update we do a little catch up between me and Shaf, but it's been four weeks we don't have enough time for that <laughs> plus we got the geeky awards to get to so let's do this everybody instead of a life update what we've all been up to let's make it a new year's resolution it's a brand new year 2022 let's go around the room just tell me your geeky resolution for the year 2020 dose. We'll start with Shaf. What's your resolution this year, Shaf? My resolution is to play more Xbox games. <laughs> what? But you don't have an Xbox, Shaf. I know, but I, I will. I will. <laughs> I will. I'll be buying it in two days. And then it'll, it'll just take the time it takes to get uh, to get shipped to my house. Plug that sucker in. 
get that game pass going and then the sky's the limit really so okay all right all right we're holding you to that shot yeah we're all holding you to that <laughs> Okay, all right. Very good resolution, Shaf. Uh, Corrections Department, Mark, tell me, what's your geeky resolution for 2022? Well, similar to that, excuse me, would be to just play more video games in general. (laughs) But that's a slight spoiler for later. (laughs) Oh, snap. Okay, all right, all right. I, I, I am on board with both of your resolutions, but I'm very interested to hear... Vactor's geeky New Year's resolution. Vactor, tell us what do you what do you pledge to do this year? Play more comic books. Yay! <laughs> 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 I was gonna say, is it read less comic books? <laughs> you can't possibly read more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is your life. You're you live and breathe and bleed comic books, Vector. So how can you possibly read more? It has to be done this year. I have to put a Doctor Strange magic spell on my house and create use the time stone the eye of agamotto to open up and read more comics all right (laughs) all right all right very good all right so i think that covers everybody so let's take oh shoot oh you're right you're right what about me all right so i've been thinking long and hard about this since we decided we were going to make these resolutions 10 minutes ago (laughs) And I decided that my New Year's resolution, probably much to Mark's pleasure, is that I want to watch more movies this year. I I had a resolution last year that I was going to try to watch one movie a week. And that didn't really work out. So this year, I'm going to try. I'm going to try to get 52 movies under my belt. New to me. New to me. So it might not necessarily be new releases the whole time, but they'll be new to me. Because there are some movies that I have not seen, Lord of the Rings, one, two, or three, <laughs> among, <laughs> and amongst others. So maybe we'll get some geek movie pleasures in here. But I want to try to expand my horizons. And I already made a verbal bet with uh, Mark off the air, actually, about watching a Paul Giamatti movie, which I have not gotten to yet. What was the name of that movie again, Mark? Uh, Cold Souls. I'm going to watch Cold Souls. That's going to be my first one. And so that's my resolution this year, you guys. And this was my- watch more movies. Oh, and yes, yeah, that was my uh, side of it. Yes, for the uh, the audio listeners, Mark is holding up his Spider-Man Miles Morales. I told him he has to beat that game, as it is the superior Spider-Man game, as we've all agreed on this podcast. Oh yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Good resolutions, everybody. Okay, so we got lots of geekies to talk about. Best in movies, TV show, comic books, and more. Or not comic books, excuse me. Video games this year. I didn't want to spoil. There's a, there's some there's some comic book content. Don't freak out, everybody. <laughs> but we're going to take a really quick break to hear from our sponsor, which is Anchor. Surprise, surprise. And then when we get back, we're going to dive headfirst into the fourth annual Geeky Awards. We'll be right back. And we're back. <laughs> yes, I like to do it. Shop didn't get to do it this time. That was me. I'm the official host of the Geekies this year. <laughs> okay, so let me give you guys a rundown of how this is going to work. We are diving in to the best and worst movies of 2021. So what we're going to do is we're going to have a round robin starting with Shaf, then me, and then Mark, and then Vactor. Starting with our fifth favorite movie of the year, counting down to our first and number one favorite movies of the year. 
And then once we have our lists present, we will come to a consensus and decide what deserves the award, the Geeky Award for Best Movie of 2021. Now, these movies may or may, may not be things we reviewed because Vactor doesn't review movies on this podcast and Mark doesn't officially review movies on this podcast. He has his little, his little segment, but you get what I'm saying. Longtime listeners understand what I'm saying. Movies like Boss Level, Justice League, The Snyder Cut, Godzilla vs. Kong, Venom Let There Be Carnage, Shang-Chi, Ghostbusters, etc. And then, once we're done there, we're going to talk about our worst movies. Our personal least favorite movies of the year, but we're just going to do one and then we'll have a consensus for that. Is it easy rules? I think it's pretty easy rules. Is everybody ready to debate the best movies of the year? That's a yes from everybody. Oh, yeah. Nobody said anything. <laughs> the energy is high on this podcast. All right. So let's start with Shaf. Tell us, Shaf, what's your fifth favorite movie of 2021? Okay. Fifth favorite movie is Marvel's Eternals. What? <laughs> Already starting off controversial. All right, Shaf. <laughs> this is amazing. Tell us why. Well, I, so... <laughs> here's here's the here's the thing. So I it almost didn't make the list. And okay. I'll say the reason why it almost didn't make the the list is because well, I, I guess if I say other movies, then I'm gonna spoil my other my the rest of my list. But be vague, be vague, be vague. But I just felt like it it might be too heavy a Marvel list as it is. So I was I was a little worried, but I, I I really feel like this movie did a lot better than what the critics thought it was. I think that the popularity of the film might not be there, but I think that it was a very interesting movie and it exceeded my expectations. And there was a lot of crap in 2021. So I personally think that this is at least in the top five. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I respect your opinions, even though I may not agree. <laughs> yeah, it, Eternals is nowhere on my list. It didn't even crack the top five for me, so I'll be interested in hearing what everybody else thinks. Okay, so we got number five, The Eternals for Shop. For me, number five, this is going to be a wild card. I don't think anybody, anybody is expecting what I'm about to say, but my fifth favorite movie of 2021, a little movie called... Encanto. We don't talk about Bruno. No, 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 no. We don't talk about Bruno. We didn't review uh, Encanto officially on this, and it just squeaked in at the very end of the year, Shaf. And I got to tell you, I didn't even want to watch Encanto. It was an idea my wife had. Let's put it on. The boy will like it. You've got a you've got a Hispanic last name, Rob. You'll probably be into it. So we put it on, and let me tell you, I've probably seen the movie thirty times, and no, not just because I have a three year old, but because I encourage him. I say, "You want to watch Encanto?" And he says, "Yes, Canto." And then we watch Canto. That movie is rad. The music's great. Story's pretty good, but the music is great, and. Despite the fact that it did not get an official review on Geek, so to speak, I am still placing it as my number five best movie of 2021 in Kato, everybody. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, An that's right. Animated that's right. movie on Rob's top. This is five? wild. I know. I know. Mark's got such a boner. <laughs> you can see him. For the, everybody watching on Twitch, you can Hard see as it. Nails. Hard as nails. Stop <laughs> it. I can only get so erect. <laughs> All right. So I'm placing Encanto as my number five. Oh, no. Whose Siri is that? <laughs> turn, turn your Alexa <laughs> off. Whoever, whoever Siri, caught that. Siri, I have a boner. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on. Mark, tell us, what is your fifth favorite movie of 2021? So my fifth favorite film of 2021 was uh, Vactor and Wonder Rob's f- favorite movie of 2021. Uh-huh. And it was Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh Spoiler my god. Alert. That's that's fifth? Yeah, it's fifth. So oh you can only Lord imagine what's heaven. four through one. But I I me and I know me and Schaff loved Ghostbusters Afterlife and Vector and Wonder Rob are a little lukewarm on it. The you know, the inside temperature of a tauntaun. But we <laughs> <laughs> I I really enjoyed Ghostbusters Afterlife. It worked for me for what it did for that movie. I uh, it me. worked for me. Yes, yeah. it's like uh, it's like an ointment that you applied. Yeah, uh, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters Afterlife worked, worked for me. For me, it can work for that. you too. Got rid of that athlete's foot real good. <laughs> it slimed me, uh, but I, I really enjoyed it. Factor uh, and I did that that kind of brief review for the the YouTube channel as well. But I just really liked everything about that movie. I did, I liked the more kind of dramatic take that the movie took with it as well. I know that the like the the '80s films uh, were a little bit more uh, obviously were more comedic, but I liked how it focused on the kids in this one, and then the there was a lot of nostalgia and you know like throwbacks to stuff from the other films in it. But I thought that was peppered in uh, just right, at least for me. And you guys already talked about it on the show, but I really really enjoy that ending with it as well. And I thought the stuff with uh, the Egon Ghost was done. Has done really well. I think that's like one of the best uh, actors that's passed away that they've then put in a film afterwards, in a film like how they've done that. Yeah, I would agree. It was it was pretty emotional. Oh yeah, seeing him come back. It was just like they pulled him out of that movie Orange County. Oh yeah, and put him right in this. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen my piss? All right, so Ghostbusters Afterlife coming in at number five for Mark. What about you, Vector? What's your fifth favorite movie this year? My fifth favorite movie is part one of Denny Villeneuve's Dune. What? Dune coming in. Oh, yeah, Dune. That's right. I did see that movie. Wow, I was not expecting to see Dune. Dune on anybody's list. This is, well, this is a, wild. I'm a huge Denny Villeneuve fan. I loved pretty much every film that he's done, his visual style. And also, I did not watch the 1980s Dune. And I've always known about it. You know, it's, it's influenced Star Wars. Uh, but this one had a lot of buzz around it. There was a lot of good actors in the cast. So I was like, oh, man, this is going to be great. But... It was Denny Villeneuve specifically that I wanted to see it because anytime he's coming out with a movie, I want I want to see it. And on top of the visuals, and I actually enjoyed the story as well. It felt like a Game of Thrones in space. I'd never read the book before. Like I said, I'd never seen the 80s movie before. 
Um, but also the sound, the Hans Zimmer score. And Hans Zimmer is my wife's favorite composer. So as we were watching the movie, I knew she was going to be happy. And she was. Let's just put it that way, boys. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to part two of Dune when that comes out in October of next year. So on the 2024 Geekies, we'll be putting part two on there, boys. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I got to go get back and watch Dune. I missed that one. Maybe that'll be part of my resolution this Are year. you sure you're pronouncing it right? <laughs> oh, that's right. Dune or Dune? Dune. 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 It's, it's tough to say. Piart Uno. Oh, boy. Okay, what's your number four, Shaf? Number four is another Marvel movie. I love this. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Shang-Chi, eh? That's right. Shang-Chi. Okay, I'm ready to hear your reasons, Shaf. Oh, um, well, (laughs) honestly, this was just a diversity thing. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I'm really trying to prove to our audience that I'm not racist, so I went with Shang-Chi. 2022 is the year Shaf proves he's not racist. (laughs) No, uh, this was another surprise movie for me. Like, I really went into it with very little expectations um, because I didn't really know that much about the character. Uh, and I was really pleasantly surprised by it. I enjoyed the movie. I, I especially enjoyed Simu Liu uh, as uh, as Shang Chi. I thought he really owned it. And for an, like a movie that is the start of his own franchise, and him being kind of a relative unknown. Like I mean, yeah, he's done other stuff, but this is really like a a, a career. Honestly, that was his first movie. You think so? Because he did TV before that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So he just he just really surprised me um, in a really good way, and I, and I feel good about what is to come from the Marvel universe with with him involved with it. So um, I, I, I'm I, I dug it. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, let me pull my list up because of all the commotion. I accidentally closed my list. Number four, best movie of the year according to Wonder Rob. I'm gonna give it to Free Guy. Everybody, remember, remember, does anybody here remember the movie Free Guy? Vactors over here having a seizure. <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, Free Guy. Uh, I enjoyed Free Guy. Now, I, I still had some pick, pick apart moments to it, like how video games actually work and how you can just make elements of a video game disappear by smashing a server. Remember that? They smashed a server and a whole building disappeared. <laughs> just, just like real life That's how it works. <laughs> in video games. But outside of that, I still enjoyed myself. It was, it was fun. It was cheeky. It was, it was camp. I had a good time and it was aimed right, right at us. Yes, the, it was. The, the video game fans in this chat and Mark. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I enjoyed it, and I think it does deserve a spot on my on my the the times that I had the most fun in the theater this year. So yes, I'm putting Free Guy at number four on my list. Everybody, all right. That, what about you, Mark? What's respectable. your number four? Thank you. I th- respect is <laughs> is deserved in this scenario. Uh, Mark, what's your favorite fourth favorite movie of the year? Well, really quick with your Free Guy thing, I just want to say that was the first movie since Endgame uh, when I was in a theater that had crowd reactions to certain things that happened in the film spoiler yeah i don't want to yeah. 
Yeah, I, spoiled I guess related to, to <laughs> yeah, the, there's a certain thing with Chris Evans, and then there's another thing that start. Uh, yeah, I, I just said it. <laughs> there's just spoil yeah, it. Just spoil right. it. When he pulls out Captain America's shield, and then when he wiener. pulls out the lightsaber, <laughs> yeah, and, and his wiener too. Uh. Those were some of my best movie theater experiences <laughs> for 2021. Was those moments you just mentioned. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, but, it was good. So for my fourth top film of the year, uh, I'm not sure if Rob or Schaff have seen it. I know that Justin has, uh, is Edgar Wright's Last Night in Soho. Uh, I knew that was going to be on your list. It w- I have not seen it. It was uh, one of my... Well, so it's called oh, Last Night in Some Ho? Yep. No, that that's on that other site that you shot. <laughs> got you. We got him. Bam. But yeah, uh, that was my favorite. <laughs> uh, this the, I did it for one of my segments earlier uh, last year. Uh, I really love all the films that Edgar Wright has done so far. He's got a like a really cool visual style to the way that he does his movies, like with Scott Pilgrim or the Cornetto trilogy. Uh, so I, I just really enjoyed how he used uh, music with this. He did that, like, that was the whole point of Baby Driver almost, was that it was to the soundtrack with that. But I liked how the music was a character in this. I thought Matt Smith was really good in that as well. I like getting to see him in different stuff since he's left Doctor Who. Uh, and then I thought there's re- really cool ways that they did, like, the visual storytelling. Uh, uh, they're like, there's a scene... Uh, where it has the the two main actresses where they're going by a mirror, and you'd think that they did that with digital effects, but it's a, there's actually uh, they're on either side of it, and they actually use the the twins uh, from Harry Potter to be on either side of that wall. So as they're coming down the stairs, they're actually both there. It's not like a digital effect where yes. they're on you mean side. the Weasleys? Yeah, the Oliver and James Phelps and. But I, I really enjoyed that movie, uh, and as far, far as like film geek, that's that's why it made my my top five. That's fair enough. All that's right, why it's nice. your top five, Mark. Factor, what about you? What was number four? Well, it's gonna be a surprise. Another surprise on my I list. It. I love it. I love and it. I think it's gonna make some of us happy, and it's gonna make some of us sad. Oh, shop's gonna get sad. I love this. Am my, I gonna cry? My <laughs> number four. Favorite film of 2021 was Bo Burnham's Inside. Oh, directed, shoot. written, starring, cinematography, what? editing, what? music. Bo Burnham. Does that count as well, a movie or a TV I had it, show? I had it on my list when I was making this on both, and I was going to do it on both. Just to make Shaw upset. And then I said, <laughs> is it a TV show or is it a movie? It's technically it's a, a special. It's a movie. I think the you only thing that's a movie. I think the only thing that would have made Shaw more upset was if you had chose inside Amy Schumer. Oh, oh man. <laughs> that's his yeah, dark horse. No, no the, the thing that would make this absolutely worse is Bo Burnham inside Amy Schumer. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. But the actual <sighs> special itself was something that <laughs> I had never seen before. It showed basically the creativity of a one-man show. Basically everything from the point of view of Bo Burnham 
and it was kind of like a COVID thing as well. So it related to everybody being on lockdown, stuck inside. Um, and I just thought the creativity of it was fantastic. I left it singing the songs, um, especially Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bezos. That was my favorite one. <laughs> but I wasn't a Bo Burnham fan before that. I wasn't going into it and saying, oh, he's one of my favorite stand-up comedians and this is going to be great. But after it, I left it and I said, I just have to give, especially somebody who creates stuff online also, having the, and have a little bit of kind of video production knowledge, I really enjoyed everything that came together for Bo Burnham's Inside. So that's why it was my number four of the year. Excellent. Excellent choice. All right. I definitely don't agree, but I'm, <laughs> I'm happy that you feel this way. He hasn't seen it, but he doesn't agree. It's all right. Shaf, what's your number three, buddy? Number three is a movie that one of you have already mentioned. It's a movie that uh, surprised me that I was not looking forward to when the first trailer came out. But when the second trailer came out, I said, this movie's going to be fucking badass. And it sure was a movie made for us, a movie called Free Guy. Oh, starring Ryan Reynolds. Oh, well. <laughs> Ryan, what are you doing here? This oh, is I just thought I'd stop by. Heard you guys were this... doing a uh, an award show. Very this nice. is for Geek So to Speak staff only, Shaf. Oh. Where's your girl? Where's Blake? <laughs> uh, she's at home being hot. <laughs> all, right, all right, get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> go back to your hot wife. <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. Fantastic. Yeah, Free Guy was so much fun. I really enjoyed that movie the entire time. Like, it was one of those movies where at some point during the, the like the watching of the movie, you get just a little bit sad because you know that this this experience is not going to last. Like, you know that the movie is going to end and you're like, ah, I wish I could, like, smack myself in the head, give myself selective amnesia just so I could go back and rewatch this movie again and just experience that joy from watching it. Free guy too, yeah. Uh, sequels yeah. though, sequels, man. You gotta be gotta be careful with them sequels. Yes, the, unless it's a squeakquel, then it's pretty good. Yeah. If you ask me. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Uh, free guy number three. Perfect. I gotta say something real quick. Uh, free guy is not on my list. Spoiler, but no one who has mentioned it has mentioned Taika Waititi, and that was my favorite part of the movie. Um, playing the the perfect villain get under your skin and he's just funny in general so every time my wife and i see him we just start laughing so that was my favorite part of taiko watiti in free guy it's like the director gave him this was the director's direction do whatever you want i don't care because <laughs> he is full-blown cartoon towards the end if i died and i could control who my like my soul would like go into the body of it would be taiko watiti i'm just Ooh, putting wow. that out there Mine's Lucy Lawless, I want to be but for different reasons. Tyke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me give you my number three. It's a movie that has been mentioned already by one of you. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna draw this out any longer than it needs to be. My number three is a little movie called A Shang Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings. Oh. Everybody, that movie was rad. Uh, the kung fu, especially the bus scene. At the beginning of the movie, yeah. where, a, where a guy's got a dang sword for an arm. I feel <laughs> sorry for his girlfriend. <laughs> but Or boyfriend. Not, not going to assume. But 
uh, that whole he likes fight to cut scene. up that roast beef. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that whole fight scene was rad. I liked Aquafina, the 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 Wong and Abomination cameo. Loved it. It 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 kind of it it suffers from the what all what most Marvel movies do, where it kind of falls apart at the end. But it wasn't that bad because it was all just CG. But it was still pretty rad. But really, the action is what it did for me in that one. So I'm giving Shang Chi my number three. PP. Yes. <laughs> What about you, Mark? What's number three? Uh, my number three, you actually already mentioned, which 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 was surprising to me, is is Encanto. Oh, Encanto! I love I love when Mark says Encanto. 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 <laughs> Mark Mark turns into like straight Arch, Argentinian, uh, and he's when he talks about this movie. Mark, at, here's Mark at a uh, Mexican restaurant. Yes, uh, I'd like to get the enchilada. <laughs> Can I get can... it with the tortilla? <laughs> oh, no, it turned into Italian. <laughs> I even did the, like, the paisan. The little hand. The little mm-hmm. hand. Oh, boy. Please continue what? with oh, Yes, Encanto. continue. Or, continue about Encanto, Mark. But, yeah, uh, an animated movie, you know, obviously had to, had to make my, my top five list. Uh, of course. And I just uh, rewatched it the, the other night with my wife and son. And one of the things I just like about Disney, Walt Disney Animation Studios so much is like the subtle stuff that they put in their films. And I noticed while we were watching it is that each of the characters of in the family, their wardrobe has like a small hint to like their gift or like miracle that they mm-hmm. have in the film. So uh, like the... The sister that's really strong. Hey, you, I haven't seen this movie, so don't spoil. Oh, it. oh I'm not. I'm not. There's gonna, a strong sister. Yeah, there's a strong sister. Her her like dress has like a like a a dumbbell on it. Did I not just say don't spoil it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like each each of the characters, it's like a very subtle thing. So like when you watch the movie, pay attention to their wardrobe as well. Uh, and then once you've watched the movie and you go back and and look at their wardrobe again, you'd be like, oh, okay. But I, I really liked the, the story of this, uh, like Rob had said as well. The music was great. I liked that. And my, my favorite song from the movie was uh, Surface Pressure. So I would, a good one. I would highly suggest anybody check it out. And then uh, there was a short that was in front of it when it was in theaters. It was Far From the Tree. So if you, if you want to kind of create that theatrical experience again, watch that when you watch the, the movie too. <laughs> All right. I... I I if I know Shaw and I think I do, I think his favorite character is going to be Louisa Mark. I just that's going to be Shaw's it's going to be who character Louisa, Louisa. Louisa. Okay, mm, All I right. think so. I, I I will make a pledge to watch this movie within the next two weeks, and I will report back. Excellent, Vector. What you got for number three, buddy? Number three is a comic book movie that has not been mentioned yet. <gasps> and there was a related television show that came out. Today on HBO Max, the television show is Peacemaker. The movie is The Suicide Squad. Oh. <laughs> I love James Gunn. James Gunn, written and directed, he took the Guardians of the Galaxy, turned them into a household name. All of the characters were all D-list characters, and now they're like A-level characters because of James Gunn. <coughs> Then some controversy happened. He got kicked off of Guardians 3, went over to DC, and they're like, do whatever you want. I don't don't care who you go to. You can do Superman, whatever. And he was like, no, I want the Suicide Squad. I want 
that terrible movie that David Ayer did in 2016. I want the sequel to that, and I'm going to make <laughs> it good. And, and he definitely made it good. And I loved the characters so much. Seeing that, I'm not going to spoil Peacemaker for you guys, but I will say it is very good. And I just wanted to spend more time with John Cena's character because he was so good in Suicide Squad. And this show is definitely exactly what I want. Um, James Gunn's humor and his writing are two things. He has the same type of sensibilities that I do. Um, and just taking those, like I said, the characters that nobody wants and making them good. And that leads to, or that ties into my theory that I have with comic books. Any comic book character can be good. There are no bad characters to me. A good writer can turn any character into your favorite character just by the stroke of his pen. So I think James Gunn has that gift and that ability. So anytime his name is attached to something, I want to see it. The Suicide Squad was a lot of fun, a lot of violence, a lot of cursing, and a lot of good times. So that was my number three. Excellent, excellent. Right. Now, speaking uh, speaking of somebody who can stroke his pen, Shoff, <laughs> what's your number two, buddy? Who told you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, my number two is a movie that I think... I mean, it. this was a tough one. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Picking the number two and the number one choices for me, these things could have gone interchangeably. There was, there was a real big internal battle in my mind over what to pick. Both movies really embraced the nostalgia. Uh, both, mo- both movies uh, really sort of like allowed you to appreciate what, uh, what the, these characters meant to you as a kid and then also what they mean to you now. But I, I just based on how the how the, the cards fell how the chips everything when, when, when it was all said and done when the dust What's settled the movie? i already know what the movie when is when the dust settled i had to pick as my uh, number 2 best movie of 2021 ghostbusters i knew it <laughs> i see what, i see where he was going with that and he su- subverted our expectations <laughs> yeah 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 ghostbusters so t- tell us why Outside of everything you already just said. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan. I was, I've been looking forward to this movie as soon as they announced it. Uh, both Wonder Rob and I at last year's Geekies uh, listed this movie as our most anticipated movie of 2020. Well, of 2020 at the time. I mean, it was supposed to have come out and then it got pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. But um, the, it was well worth the wait, in my personal opinion. And... Um, at, for all the reasons Mark said, uh, for uh, you know everything that we we saw with that movie, with um, playing into a new generation, a younger generation, but also appreciating the OG Ghostbusters, even having what I think is the most tastefully done um, dead actor represented in a in a movie uh, posthumous, uh, posthumously, if you will. Um, it, there there has been. You know, a lot of other movies have tried to do it. Carrie Fisher, um, the dude who plays Grand Moff Tarkin. Like, what the, about the, a Street Fighter the movie Raul Julia? Do they do that? <laughs> yeah, they do, buddy. Uh, Paul Walker, another example. Like, what they did for Harold Ramis really secured the legacy. It, it was very much a tribute. I really appreciated it, and I got emotional in that theater. So 
Absolutely. Number two. It's worth it. <laughs> Excellent reasons. My number two is a little a little sequel. It's a sequel to a movie came out. Oh, uh, Space Jam. And, I knew it. I knew it. Space it Jam, is, a new legacy. <laughs> it, okay, Shaf stepped on my joke. It, never mind. It was Suicide Squad. <laughs> the, the Suicide Squad, written directed by James Gunn, was my second favorite movie of this year. Did not see in the theaters, but I did watch it at home. Thank you, HBO Max. Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really fun take on the Suicide Squad. It had... It was funnier. It, the action was better. King Shark was rad. Starro was awesome. As, as being being a casual, a filthy casual DC fan myself, really inspired me. DC actually, I'm going to give them credit. L- little by little, they're making better and better content. Little by little, I said, and it's it's pulling me in. That on top of Vactor consistently hounding me to read DC. So all these things combined, I just really enjoyed Suicide Squad Part 2. In particular, King Shark and Peacemaker. Fantastic. Speaking of comic books that I've been hounding Wonder Rob on, the last two Suicide Squad books have been fantastic. Uh, The one that Rob read and Shaw read it as well was the previous one. The current one that's going on right now um, has a lot more Peacemaker in it. and they've kind of, because of the movie, now the comic books are starting to focus on them. So they have a King Shark um, comic, solo comic now. And Peacemaker, like I said, is is more prominent in the current Suicide Squad book. So I would recommend the last two Suicide Squad titles to people who are listening. Well, you're going to have to put those comic books you found on the internet. You found them. You're going to have to put them in my Google Drive, <laughs> buddy. All right, Mark, what's your number two? Let's hear it. Uh, so for my number two, I ended up picking, uh, West Side Story by Steven Spielberg. Uh, so this was, I was trying to go, this was going back and forth between, um, stuff that I like geeky, geek, geek wise and like film geek wise. So like, it, it was like really, um, almost tied up in my head for me, but I really, really enjoyed West Side Story a lot for this movie it really felt almost like a really expensive film that was shot in the 50s with the way that it looked and like was lit with the cinematography and I, like it, it i don't know just like the way that the like the color grading and everything was done on the movie made it made it look like it was like a a movie that had been upscaled that came out like 60 or 70 years ago now and they just released it in theaters like last month uh, but i thought all the choreography was great in the film. And then um, some of the, the recent, her name is escaping me right now, but the, the actress that played uh, Maria in the film uh, just won a Golden Globe for her her performance in the movie, which I think was really well-deserved. That was like, I think that was her first movie that she's done. And now she's going to be in an upcoming DC movie. And then... Rachel Ziegler. Yeah, Rachel Ziegler. She's going to be in the Shazam sequel, and then she's going to be in a uh, Disney live-action film. But I really enjoyed the movie, and Steven Spielberg's still making great movies, even at, like, at 75, so... (laughs) He's old! Get him out of here! I would have bet real money that you would have put James Bond in at number two. I well, am, his list isn't over yet. Yeah, but let's be real. There's <laughs> only one movie that's going in everyone's number one. 
<laughs> oh my God! Godzilla versus Kong, everybody. Uh, Bond was okay. Bond was number six on my list. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. See, your problem, Mark, is you saw too many movies. You got to be like me. You got to see less movies. I actually saw less <laughs> movies last year. I only saw fifty-two new to me movies last year. That's like uh, the lowest oh, amount. Oh, week. Yeah, right? the that's, lowest that's, amount I've watched. That's Wonder Rob's goal. Yeah. That's Wonder Rob's goal. Yeah, <laughs> his Mark's terrible year of movies is my goal <laughs> <laughs> of movies to watch this year. All right, what's your number two vector? Well, you know, I I debated and and, and I went back and forth. You are a master debater. I had to put Disney's Jungle Cruise. I knew it. I knew it. Oh, did that come out this last year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, as, as as I say this, I'm gonna I'm gonna make Shaw correct in what he just said, and we don't have to do the rest of the podcast. We already know our number one, and then we don't we know the show's number one, so we don't have to do that. My number two. Is Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and I did want to point out, Shaf already mentioned, or uh, Rob already mentioned most of the stuff that I was going to say. the The action is why you you watch this movie, and I'm a big Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee fan, and this was like you said, the buzz fight was number one. The only thing that kind of disappointed me was there was nowhere to go from the bus. It was already at. 10 and so mm-hmm. the rest of the movie for me action wise just went downhill although i did like the scaffolding the fight. scaffolding fight to me is the real standout oh I more than the too. bus yeah see yeah. the thing that i liked about the bus was it felt like that was that would have been jackie chan if jackie chan was younger he would have done that bus scene when he was taking the jacket off and putting it on i was like this is a jackie chan i was screaming in the movie <laughs> um, everybody started throwing popcorn at back to shut up <laughs> I want but I yeah I loved um all of the um characterizations I loved the fighting and I said that he had never been in a movie I was incorrect I looked it up he was an extra in Pacific Rim this was his first like actual starring role uh but he did have a previous credit and Shaw I highly recommend that you watch the Marvel Studios assembled episode on Shang-Chi it was the latest one that came out in November. There's six episodes total. But there's some fantastic behind-the-scenes stuff talking about how they made a lot of the CG, a lot of the fight scenes, uh, having to take a break during COVID and come back. Um, Simu Liu being new, and this is his first time on a big-budget movie. Aquafina, like all that stuff that you loved in the movie is in the um, Assembled. So Rob okay. Anshoff definitely recommend the Marvel Studios Assembled. Shang-Chi was great. Soundtrack was great. Ben Kingsley was great. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. And the little weird animal with no head. <laughs> yeah. That was great, too. Morris. All right. Yeah, Morris. So, uh, so Morris. this is it. We're coming down to our number ones. This should be a shocker. I wonder what everybody's going to say. Let's start with Shaf. <laughs> Shaf, what was your best movie? Zack Snyder's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So his original vision giant, four by three. It featured a giant lizard and a giant ape. No, I'm just kidding. Oh wow. <laughs> and they duked it out. No. Um. The number one movie that I think is probably, I would bet money, is on everyone's number one, is, 
and I'm going to say it first. I feel lucky that I get to say it first because then everybody else is just copying me at this point. <laughs> like, you're just a bunch of posers, really. <laughs> like, you're just a bunch of followers. I'm the trendsetter. You guys just are just agreeing with me, really. So, um, but the number one movie of the year, without a doubt, that made you really get into the feels, that made you dig deep and appreciate the multiverse. None other than Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, Ooh, did yeah. that come out this year? <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> oh, shop, 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 shop. What was your favorite part? If you had to give your one favorite part of that movie. Oh. Because there's too, there's too much good to talk about. So yeah. just what's your favorite uh, part? For me, my favorite part is their interactions on the scaffold, the three of them chatting, um, and then them agreeing. I said one. What's I that? Said one, I said one chuff. Well, no, no, it's all it's all that same scene. But like they, they're chatting, and then they uh, they do like the amazing uh, web slinging, like and connecting their webs to each other, and and sure. uh, oh my gosh, I've seen that scene so many times on TikTok since the movie came out. Uh, I've still only seen the movie once, which I feel pretty bad about, but um, but I definitely. I uh, feel like that that scene is one you could watch a million times and still just grin ear to ear, like with like a stupid fucking grin on your face. Like I I love that scene. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, my number one movie of the year. Uh, there's no sense in hiding it. Was Spider Man: Colon No Way Home. Marvel's Spider Man: No Way Home. Fantastic, fantastic movie. I think my favorite part of that movie. Um, I did enjoy what Shop said, but I'm gonna pick something else that I really liked. Actually, you know what? I know I'm committing. This is my favorite part of the movie. Even though what Shop said was good, you know what my favorite part was? Mother Truckin' Alfred Molina as Doc Ock at the beginning on that dang street going, well, what'd you do with my machine? You're not Peter Parker. <laughs> oh, man. It was good. Spider-Man No Way Home for me, boys. That's my number one this year. What about you, Mark? Number one. What is it? What is it? What is it? Uh, Spider- Mark's muted. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home. Yes. That, that, yes. And to not copy what everybody else said about what their favorite part, I really liked the scene where they're all together in the 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 science lab in the the high school, uh, curing some ass. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I liked how they they did like a slight like visual shot of like the, you know like the Spider-Man pointing at each other meme. Um, mm-hmm. And all of them kind of getting confused when Ned calls Peter, and they all answer. Uh, and I just like the the kind of interaction that uh, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire and Tom Holland all have in that scene when they're first kind of starting to get to know each other in that. But yeah, oh, great chemistry, great writing. It's yeah. so good. I would, yeah, I would watch. I think like another movie with the three of them, even if they weren't all playing Spider Man, just because they had good chemistry in this film so it'd be interesting to see them I don't know, do something else together but i yeah just being a spider-man fan for how long i have been it was awesome to to see all of this culmination of from 2002 to to now in this in this one movie and it was a nice celebration of spider-man Excellent. nice and factor tell us what was your favorite movie of the year buddy my favorite movie was the highest grossing film of 2021, the eighth highest grossing film of all time, Spider-Man No Way Home. I also am a Spider-Man fan from way, way back. He was my first 
love, and it was Spider-Man and Superman, really, that got me into comics. And the culmination of all three Spider-Man's stories, I think my favorite was the last kind of, I don't know, three minutes of the movie, the setup of him, where he's going to be in the next movie. Mm-hmm. Having the the shiny costume, the homemade costume, being in a crappy apartment by himself, and just kind of what we all think of Spider-Man, the classic idea of Spider-Man, I think that made me happy at the very end of the movie. Um, And for a bonus, my wife goes to all the comic book movies with me, and I always like to educate her on... Either the behind the scenes or the comic book side of it. But my wife, independent of me, loves crazy characters. The Joker being her favorite. So I said, I know she's going to love Norman Osborn <laughs> in this movie because he didn't really get as much of a chance before. Um, and the t- it, we've been separated from the Tobey Maguire's. It's been long enough that it wasn't really fresh on her mind. Like she had seen him when she was growing up. But she's not like us. She's not going to go back and, and rewatch them over and over again. So when when they had the crazy scene where Spider-Man's punching him and he's just smiling, my wife started laughing and I was like, yeah, she loves it. <laughs> so I'm, that was her favorite moment. And he so had that the, was, mind goblin. <laughs> yeah. he the mind goblin. What's the mind goblin? Mind goblin these nuts. Ah. <laughs> All right. So I think it's fair to say that the best movie of 2021 earning the the highly coveted, highly respected, very prestigious geeky award, Spider-Man No Way Home. That's right. The geeky goes to Adele Dazeem. No, Spider-Man <laughs> No Way Home. Excellent. Well, I'm, su- I'm also surprised that Rob did not mention... His favorite lawyer that made an appearance. I thought that would have been his favorite part. No, that's only two seconds of the movie, but it is great. It is great. Okay, so now, real quick, round robin, starting with Shaf, same order. Just one. I want you to tell me your biggest disappointment in terms of movies for 2021. This was a no-brainer for me. This was absolutely a no-brainer. I didn't even have to think about it. As soon as I've just looked at worst movie of 2021 it, it's like it filled in the blank for me. And it's honestly, I'm sad that I have to say this, but I feel confident that this is the absolute worst movie of 2021. The Matrix Resurrections. Oh, my God. No spoilers. Uh, yeah, we're still in spoiler territory, I think, for, for Matrix. Uh, and this one barely makes it into 2021 because it, it was right there. It skated in like the last couple of days of the year. So it, it could have been a 2022 failure, but it's a 2021 failure. All right. Worst movie going to the Matrix, according to Shop. Me, on the other hand, I uh, I quickly lost interest in the Matrix. Like it just went downhill from the, the trailer till now. And I still don't have any interest in watching it. I'll just listen to the review on Seasons Change. Uh, keep an eye out for that. But anyway... My worst movie of 2021, with a long shot, 100% goes to a little film called Space Jam, <laughs> A New Legacy. The Terrible. I believe that movie sucks, is what I'm going to say. I couldn't even finish it. I had to turn it off halfway. That movie is hot garbage, bad, 
bad movie. It's it's bad. That's all I'm going to say about it. It is bad. It sucks. Okay, I'm getting angry actually remembering it. So well, Mark it's Warner Brothers trying to take advantage of this concept of a multiverse and creating this Warnerverse and just using all their properties, but it felt a little too much like Ready Player One in that regard. And then the, they just, it just the didn't acting's work. bad. Yeah. The animation's bad. The story's bad. They don't know how video games work. That's not how basketball is played. It's all terrible. Can you and believe I they got it. an Academy Award winner in this movie? Don Cheadle? What was he doing in that this money, movie? Baby. That money, baby. All right, Mark, what was your worst movie of 2021? Uh, my worst film of 2021 was the, the movie Halloween Kills. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mark always had a left field. <laughs> I never would have guessed this. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the, the the 2018 movie that the director uh, David Gordon Green and Danny McBride wrote. Yeah, Danny, Danny McBride wrote these these newer Halloween movies, but this this one that came out this past year is just like really really bad. It had a lot of people that had word been in past films in it, like Anthony and Michael Hall. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis and amongst others, but it's just really, really stupid. And you don't usually like hear me talk bad about movies because I usually tend to try to avoid movies that I know that I'm not going to enjoy. But I had I had liked the the newer one, so I figured maybe I'll like this one. But no, this sucked, and I did not enjoy it. <laughs> there you go. All right, rounding it up, Vector. What was your biggest disappointment? Worst movie of 2021? Well, I wouldn't say that this is the worst movie but it definitely was my biggest disappointment venom let there be carnage um, oh man i was i had high hopes for it because i'm one of the few that liked the first venom movie i liked <laughs> tom hardy being crazy talking to himself and i just like venom as a character even though the, the movie is not close to the comic or animated rendition of venom but what we got on screen, it just was a huge disappointment. Woody Harrelson, I like as an actor. There just was not enough crazy. Like like I said, my wife loves crazy characters. She left the movie and had no thoughts on Carnage at all. Like she didn't even really know the difference between them. Um, I, although I thought the best line of the movie was when Venom got scared and he saw Carnage. He's like, oh, no, that's a red one. That was my favorite <laughs> line. I laughed so hard. But I was really looking forward to it. And I was just kind of let down. Kind of like the after scene for Spider-Man No Way Home with Venom, where he just he got in, and then he, he got out. That was it. Uh, hopefully, they will actually do something with that um, instead of just leaving it there on the table. But... The potential on that movie was so high, but what we got was so low. So Venom, Let There Be Carnage was my biggest disappointment for the year. Wow. All right. This is going to be a tough one. Okay, so normally what would happen in this scenario is if there was like a, a clear majority, then that would be the one that gets the geeky. But we each chose different <laughs> movies. Yeah, I, I think it's tough to, to narrow down just one. So I'm gonna, I vote for a four-way tie. The worst huh. movies of the year. Biggest include, disappointments. I'll take yes, it. Yeah. The biggest yeah. disappointments. Matrix Revolution, Space Jam, A New Legacy, Halloween Kills Part 2. I forgot the name <laughs> of your movie, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Venom. 
Let There Be Carnage. Worst disappointments of 2021. There you have it, folks. Do better. Do better. Can I have five seconds to say my my honorable mention movies that I wanted to put on, but I didn't have enough room to put on there? Go for it. Ryan the Last Dragon, Encanto, The Heart of They Fall, Last Man in San Francisco, uh, Last Black Man in San Francisco, No Time to Die, Matrix Revolution, Resurrections, Black Widow, Eternals, and Zack Snyder's Justice League. Wow. All terrible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so moving on, everybody, we're going to start talking about the Geeky Awards for the best and worst in television this year. So just like the movies before, we're going to do a round robin saying our worst, or excuse me, our fifth favorite to best favorite, and then we'll come to a consensus, and then we will decide what the worst TV show of 2021 is. I'm going to mix up the order this time. Let's go Mark Factor. Me then Schaff okay, for this order right. this time. Mark, what was your fifth favorite television show of 2021 and why? So my fifth favorite show of uh, 2021 was season two of Lock and Key. Uh, it's been a show that I've been watching with uh, my wife and son. We watched season one, I guess the year be- before that. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> I-, I have been wanting to-, to read the graphic novel as well, Justin, so... It's on the list. Ah. One of my favorite comics of all time, and one that I give to people who don't like superheroes or who don't like comic books, they love Lock and Key. Every person I've ever recommended it to has liked it. All right. Should I read it? Yeah! <laughs> it's in my Google <laughs> Drive from you. Just haven't gotten to it yet. Too many comics, Vector. All right. Lock and Key. We're going Lock and Key for Mark. Okay. I like it. I like where this list is going. Vector, what was your fifth favorite TV show of 2021? Another comic book turned TV show on Amazon Prime, Invincible, uh, yeah. was my fav- my fifth favorite show of the year. They did a great job adapting, uh, leaving it on kind of like cliffhangers where you wanted to know, oh, I got to watch the next episode. My wife was frothing at the mouth. Now, I had told her to read the comic before the show came out, and this was like around the time that Ezra was being born, and she just didn't get around to reading um, the comic. But when she was watching the show, she was like, what happens next? What happens next? I said, should have read the comic. <laughs> I loved <laughs> everything about it. The voice cast was fantastic. J.K. Simmons putting in a, another amazing performance. I love Invincible. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that threw, threw <laughs> off my whole thing. Shaft doing, Shaft doing is J.K. Simmons. All right, excellent. Yeah, I, I liked that show. I only watched the first episode. That's why I didn't. I didn't want to put it on my list because I've been working through the comics. But I do want to get back to that show. I did. I did enjoy it. Uh, my number five show is actually a four-way tie between four separate shows. And you know what? I make the rules. So. You guys can a four-way it. tie. It's what? a four-way tie. Yes, my fifth favorite show. Oh, I know. Wait, wait, wait. I know. No, it's no, a, you're not no, gonna say nothing. I'm gonna I say know. it. <laughs> this is my favorite show. You shut is. your face. I'm gonna say <laughs> it. 
my fifth favorite show four-way tie between rupaul's drag yeah. race rupaul's drag race all-stars rupaul's drag race down under and rupaul rupaul's uk <laughs> season three i, I was blessed I, I, I was blessed you guys with rupaul from the top of the year to the bottom of the year and you know what shante you stay that's all i gotta say i don't care i know i'm the minority in this so I'm just going to write the RuPaul-iverse. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I very much uh, enjoyed it. I very much, it's my guilty pleasure. You know what? It's actually not my guilty pleasure. I, t- I talk about that show almost every other episode. So yes, RuPaul, everything RuPaul's Drag Race was my fifth favorite show for 2021. Drag queen. <laughs> drag queen. I'm the queen of drag. <laughs> almost got him. He looks so scared. All right. Shaf, hit us with your number five show. Uh, my number five show is a surprise to me, uh, first and foremost. I did not think that I was going to like this show, but I was very pleasantly surprised, and I ended up really enjoying it. Um, not enough to make it at number one, but it definitely was an enjoyable ride, and for that reason, Hawkeye, number five. Hawkeye? Yeah. Oh. Oh my goodness gracious! I mean, especially oh. the fact that they brought in Vincent D'Onofrio as King. Spoilers. Spoilers. No, there's no, I haven't there's finished no spoilers in no. that. <laughs> no, no, Disney's out here plastering his face all over everything <laughs> yeah. in their commercials, so it's no secret. And Vincent I like that it was a Christmas back. show. Uh, that was a nice feature with the, the fact that it came out around Christmas time. Like it just it had a good setting. Uh, it introduced some cool characters. It's nice to see where this is going to go next. We even had some more Yelena Belova, and who doesn't like she? So, um, yeah, Hawkeye for sure, number five. Hawkeye's number five. All right, Mark, what's your number four favorite TV show of the year? Uh, my number four was uh, was Invincible season one. Uh, so, basically, everything that that factor said about it. I haven't. I had started reading the comic around the same time that I started watching this show as well. But I'm kind of. I'm glad uh, that I didn't read it uh, just because of certain things that happened in that first episode. I've found are different than they are in the comic, so I, I was glad to have a little bit of that different experience. But I, I liked the the animation in the show. I thought that was done really well, and I liked the stories. And I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with season two of it. Excellent choice, if I do say so myself. Uh, Vector, what's your number four favorite TV show of the year? Tied for the funniest show on television. I'll, I'll say um, what it's Uh-oh. tied with first, and then I'll say what my number four is. <laughs> so the tie, which is also one of my favorite shows of the year, but not in my top five. So it's an honorable mention. I think you should leave with Tim Robinson on Netflix. Oh man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Excellent. Makes me laugh. Every time I see his face, I just start laughing. He doesn't even have to do anything. Um, But my number four favorite TV show also made me laugh. Every time I watched it, it was what we do in the shadows on fx slash hulu if you're not watching the show shame on you you just don't like comedy you don't like to laugh every season it just or every episode it, they just get funnier and funnier i don't know how the writing is so good um the the cliffhanger of the season was kind of crazy what happened but if you guys like taika waititi's sensibilities i think you 
would love what we do in the shadows. Anyone who's listening, uh, fantastic show, and it just keeps getting better and better. I'll tell you what, I, I'm not cut up with what we do in the shadows, but I have been slowly going through season one. And I got to tell you, that show makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> not in a bad way, but like, remember when The Office first started? And there yeah. was n- that uncomfortable feeling you would get watching season one of The Office. Like, oh, God. Like, it's that same exact same feeling. And I haven't had that feeling watching TV in a long time. So I got to give him credit for, <laughs> for that, man. But I can't I can't just binge it. Like, I have to take little breaks. That's how uncomfortable the show makes me feel. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, yeah, that was that was. Yes, that was a good one. Uh, for me, my number four, this is going to sound wild considering everything I've said uh, my entire life, Hawkeye uh-huh. was coming in at number four for me. And this, I think this goes back to something Factor mentioned, and I think we even mentioned it on the episode where we reviewed Hawkeye, that even the dumbest characters walking around with a stick and a string can be A-OK if they've got good writing behind them. And I really enjoyed Hawkeye more than I thought I would. It was my absolute, and I've said it on the podcast, my least looked forward to piece of Marvel in a long time. And I was pleasantly surprised with that. Haley Seinfeld was great. What's the deal with Kate Bishop? Uh, she's, she, she's really good. Vincent D'Onofrio was great. The whole thing's fantastic. And I'm looking forward to seeing what comes next. So thank you, Marvel, for making me a believer. And also, the Hawkeye Matt Fraction book is really good, too. Would recommend. That's my number four. What about you, Chef? Uh, my number four is uh, another Marvel Disney Plus series. Go figure. Um, this one uh, surprised me as well. There's actually a few episodes, though, I would say that are not amazing. But all in all, uh, some episodes were downright fantastic. And because of that, I had to go with What If? Oh, what if? What, what if? if? So what if is my number four. Um, casting Jeffrey Wright as Owatu the Watcher it was the most perfect voiceover casting uh, I've seen recently. Um, he's fantastic. It's amazing that they got so many of the MCU actors back for voice acting. I know some of them. They didn't, some of them, they didn't even ask, like Dave Bautista, they didn't even ask him to come back and do his own voice. <laughs> but um, but all in all, like, especially, I think the standout storylines for me were the Marvel's, uh, Marvel uh, zombies, uh, and then also um, Ultron with all of the Infinity Stones was such a cool concept. I also really, 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 really liked the Doctor Strange episode um, featuring a darker Doctor Strange who has basically uh gone the bad way to try to do a good thing so um uh, i just really fascinating stuff what a great introduction to what the multiverse could be um and we're only scratching the surface on what it will be so uh very exciting excellent excellent all right mark what's your number three best tv show of the year buddy so my number three uh actually has a tie like some of yours have had a tie but my number three is a tie between a DC show and a Marvel show. And it was it's a tie between Superman and Lois, season one, and Hawkeye. Thanks, my mom made it. <laughs> Bye. But yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed Superman and Lois a lot. It doesn't feel like a CW show, so, so Vector, you, you would enjoy it as well. 
Oh, dang. <laughs> uh, you can watch on HBO. Uh, but I th- I thought uh, Tyler Hushlin is great as Clark and Superman in that series. The cinematography in that show is really great, too. Uh, but I enjoyed that. And then, like you guys, for all the same reasons you enjoyed Hawkeye, I enjoyed that as well. And it's probably going to be like a new Christmas tradition to watch Hawkeye around the, the holidays every year now. We're gonna we're gonna hold you to that, buddy. All right. If you don't watch Hawkeye this Christmas, you're off the show. <laughs> All right, Vactor, what's your number three? My number three is a Disney Plus show that is still going on right now. The Book of Boba Fett. It is so good to have Star Wars back on the air, baby. <laughs> as we wait for Mandalorian season three, which just got. A little COVID scare, and they had to shut down for a little bit. But the Book of Boba Fett has been expanding the world of Star Wars. It has been going into the backstory of Boba Fett, the character that had only been based off of his look and his armor. They're finally giving you a reason to to care about the character. So it's not over yet, but the Book of Boba Fett, is my number three. Can I? Um, it's not to spoil episode three that came out just the other day, but does he spend more time in the back to tank? Because I'm getting fucking tired of that shit. <laughs> uh, he needs to t- stop taking baths, okay? <laughs> he sp- like he takes winter? baths for 20 out of 30 minutes of the episodes. Oh, yeah. He, t- he took a shower bath. <laughs> See, that's where it's at. Shower bath of Boba Fett. You guys don't know about shower baths. Okay, <laughs> moving on. My number three, uh, a little show that had one of the best theme songs ever. Who's been messing up everything? It's been like a long. Yeah, I'm talking about WandaVision, baby. I really enjoyed WandaVision kicking off Marvel Phase 4. Those first two episodes they released that were just sitcoms and everybody on the internet getting butt mad over it. This show sucks. It's just <laughs> terrible to everybody going, Mephesto's in it. It's Mephesto. gonna be Mephesto. Did you see did you see the stained glass window? It's Mephesto. That show was great, and I think my favorite thing about it was white vision at the end. Amongst other things. Racist. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. About WandaVision. I think I, I, I don't think I know. I loved that show. I loved it. Too bad the premise is, is so short-lived. They can't possibly do another season of it, but I wish they would. WandaVision's my number three. What about you, Shaf? What is Geek So To Speak if not Wonder Robin Shaf persevering? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Uh, my number three is a dc movie or dc movie dc property uh on television it's not anything um that you would think on the cw it's superman and lois uh i was so pleasantly surprised by this show and i gotta tell you i wasn't looking forward to it because to me and superman used to be one of my absolute most famous most famous (laughs) most favorite uh superheroes but when you really get down with with uh, with Superman, he's he's invincible. Like it, he, it makes it difficult to write a character when he is so overpowered, um, and you end up having to rely on putting his family, his his loved ones, in danger. It's always it's a very predictable premise. So when you have that, it kind of loses the impact of the character. But I think that CW did a really excellent job creating a show that doesn't feel like a CW superhero show. 
It feels much grittier, much more real. Um, and I really enjoyed it. They introduced some cool characters. I really love that they've got uh, uh, John Henry Irons on the show now. Um, another Superman. Uh, from what it looks like, spoiler alert, it uh, looks like they might be going down the path towards doomsday in season two so we'll see what happens there but very exciting show and i'm looking forward to season two doomsday oh no all right mark what's your number two favorite show of the year buddy so my number two favorite show of the year is a another disney plus marvel tv series and it was loki now this Loki chose Loki. This one I went back and forth with if, if this was going to be my number one or the number two. But uh, you guys know I, I have a, a puppy named Sylvie, so I obviously liked the TV show a lot. Uh, you have a puppy? Oh my god! <laughs> but yeah, I, I loved uh, the, the TV show Loki a lot. It felt a lot of the times uh, similar in like tone to Doctor Who. I liked a lot of the the time travel stuff that was going on with the show. Uh, and I liked the the chemistry between Owen Wilson and uh, Tom Hiddleston in it. Wow! And then uh, and then we got uh, Jonathan Majors in there that uh, Shoff's oh, God, favorite Jonathan human Majors. being on Earth. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Jonathan Majors is is great, and I he was awesome in Lovecraft Country as well. But I'm looking forward to seeing more from him and and other Marvel stuff later down the line. But yes, Loki, awesome show. Excellent, excellent great pick. Choice. What about you, Vector? What's your number two, too? Number two is Loki. Oh, my and goodness. Okay. Everything Dang. that Mark said, I will agree with. I also want to say that Jonathan Majors was great in Last Black Man in San Francisco, so you need to watch that if you have not. Um, I like the character of Loki a lot. Tom Hiddleston's performance, you know, was one of the standouts from, as Rob says, Thor the Dark Thor. <laughs> Everything about the show from top to bottom is what we wanted out of a comic book show. And leaving us, you know, asking where is it going to go into the changes for the whole entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. And then season two, what's going to happen? So leaving us on the edge of our seats and wanting more. Fantastic job, Loki. And also, there is an, uh, an assembled episode, like I said, just like with the Shang-Chi, you should watch the Loki one. Some great behind-the-scenes stuff on there. Excellent, excellent picks. Nice. Uh, my number two, surprise, surprise, Lego Masters Season 2 was my second favorite show of the year, Suckers. Uh, a little show, I don't know if you've heard of it, a little Lego competition, a Lego build show. That show, I forget it exists. <laughs> and then when I'm like, oh, we should watch Lego Masters. And then I just get sucked into it, man. And I want to keep watching and keep watching the, the creativity, the bills, Will Arnett. Everything about Lego Masters is fantastic. And it just got renewed for season three, Shaf. So we'll be talking about Lego Masters season three. This Are we going to make another bet? Maybe. Uh, but we'll get to that later in the show. <laughs> so what was your number two? Uh, my number two, surprisingly, is not lego masters season two my number two is wandavision uh 
Okay. I really enjoyed WandaVision. Mm-hmm. It was another one that I wasn't like super thrilled about because I just didn't care too much about Scarlet Witch. I loved Vision, but we knew Vision was gone. So uh, this was going to be kind of a weird concept of how they're bringing him back. But it was the type of show that I, um, I, I remember, like we always joke about, did I see this? Did I see the new episode yet? Right. Like, cause usually I was watching it at like 1 a.m., 2 a.m. Like, yeah. I, I was, I was, I was trying to watch it as early as possible. And I remember theorizing so much about this show. Magneto's um, gonna be in it. Yeah, yeah. The, and I really got deep into the theories. And I know when for shows like that, when I do that, I know I'm hooked. Like, I am absolutely fully enthralled, fully engaged, just so engorged with uh, mm. with fandom for it. So, don't you make that face. <laughs> you know you like it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so WandaVision for me is where it's at. I, I love that they introduced um, the alternate version of uh, Pietro. Um, I really hope there's more to it than what this this uh, movie showed. <laughs> I really hope that uh, this character, <laughs> this character comes back and does something else in um, in Multiverse of Madness. That'd be pretty badass. Um, I, I, basically, I, th- I consider Multiverse of Madness to be season two of WandaVision. So we'll see what happens. Yes, we'll see. We'll see. Speaking of we'll see what happens, we're, here we are at our number one best TV shows of 2021. Mark? Hit us with it. What was your favorite thing this year? My number one TV show of last year, I can guarantee none of the the other three of you will have as, as your number one as well. And it was season two of Ted Lasso. Uh, I really enjoy the show... So <laughs> I, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding around. For the the audio listeners, I just pretended to die. Okay, <laughs> continue. I I just really enjoy the show for everything that it stands for, as far as like the uh, sentimentality in it uh, about just being a kind person and like paying that forward. About how also sometimes uh, that's not always the best thing to do. And Jason Sudeikis is great in the show. Uh, Brett Goldstein is awesome. Uh, Brendan Hunt is amazing in the show as well. Uh, I would just, I would highly suggest anybody that hasn't watched it, check it out. Um, it's, it is a show that, that is about uh, football or known as soccer in, in the U S but it's also not really about that too. So if you're worried to watch it because you don't like sports, I would suggest watching it anyways because it's not really about sports right. does sports. jason sudeikis do the running man <laughs> yeah he he, do, he does the what's up with that dance yeah so, good yeah good maybe i'll watch it then <laughs> fantastic factor what's your number two buddy i mean no you're number one hit me with your number one my number one is wandavision oh <gasps> On Disney Plus, for all the things that everyone said, the structure of the different sitcom genres was always fun week to week uh, going through. I probably liked the characters the most going into it, and I still liked them coming out of it. Also, the very first episode of Marvel's Assembled is on WandaVision, and it is fantastic. You should watch it. And you should also watch WandaVision. Excellent choice. <laughs> My WandaVision number one. was actually 
a really good TV show. (laughs) (laughs) My number one show of 2021, this might come as a shocker to everybody, but it was a little show called Loki Loki. on Disney+. Plus. I loved it. Um, The whole... Well, Loki is a, a very compelling character. Tom Hiddleston, the way he plays it, is great. The the variants, the time authority. Uh, gosh, there's so much I could say about that show. Crocodile Loki, great. <laughs> I think episode five, was it episode five? Where he was just stuck in with all his variants running around. That was fantastic. I can't say enough uh, wonderful things about Loki. I can't wait to see where it goes. Can't wait to see how it ties into Multiverse of Madness. Can't wait to see what season two happens. Spoiler, Loki's rumored to be in Multiverse of Madness, so we'll see. That was my number one. What about nice. you, Shaf? It's all coming down to you. What was your number one <laughs> show? Well, I, I think no surprise for me. I have a, an absolute uh, man crush on Jonathan Majors, and uh, I would be remiss if I did not put my favorite show of 2021 as Loki. That was another show that I was waking up early, early and watching. I remember being on vacation uh, in Washington and I still woke up early, like 2, 3 a.m. And I grabbed my laptop and I sat like away from where Sarah was sleeping, where Emily was sleeping. And I'm, I'm like watching it. And I remember it was the episode where Jonathan Majors was revealed as he who remains and his performance. And I had to like inaudibly scream over how great it was. Like I was, it was just nothing but silence coming out of my mouth, but my face was like, it was, it was just so good. It was so good. Um, the dude convinced me that he is one of the most epic actors of all time. Uh, and I have now since gone back and started watching uh, Lovecraft country as a result. So, um, uh, I highly suggest people check out that show as well. Another great show. Um, but Loki, Absolutely. Loki's it. All right. So we've got all our favorite shows listed. Here I'm going over the list. So I listed Loki as number one. Shaf listed Loki as number one. Um, 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 Vactor didn't... Oh, no. Vactor had Loki as number two. And Mark had Loki as number two. Where did WandaVision end up? Shaf had WandaVision at number two. Yeah, if WandaVision had been the first choice for Mark, then it would have been a tie for Loki and WandaVision, but because WandaVision is not included in Mark's thanks a lot, (laughs) Mark, then I think we have to give it to Loki. Yes. I think Loki is the winner. Hit hit him with the voice. And the geeky goes to Loki season one. Fantastic. All right. Now, same rules apply. We're going to go round Robin. Your least favorite, worst show of 2021. Biggest disappointment. Just the one. And we'll see what we come up with. Same order. Mark, what was your least favorite thing to watch in 2021? So this this one bummed me out because I was looking forward to watching it. Uh, but why the last man? Because I actually haven't I actually haven't even finished the season because I just kind of lost interest. Mark hates women. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, in That's Mark's shop, defense, it's a show that it's hard to get into now because you know that the show got canceled. Yeah, that too. So, and and I've watched every episode of Why the Last Man, and it really is kind of bum, a, a big bummer that you we don't get to find out what happens next. Obviously, we can turn to the graphic novels, 
and very thankful to Vactor of Vactor Loves Comics for introducing Why the Last Man. Um, I've read the first volume of Why the Last Man, and it is pretty excellent. The show definitely goes its own way with it. But, Mark, I, I, I think that... If you saw the whole, did you see the whole thing? No, I, I think I think I have two episodes left. Oh, uh, it gets really good. You got to watch the remaining two. I don't yeah, think it will make I'll this list it. as as the worst if you if you watch those last two. Uh, it's too late. He <laughs> said it was the worst. He yeah. said it. It's on the list. Factor worst show of twenty twenty one. Hit us with it, buddy. Well, I wouldn't say this is the worst show. Just like my Venom, it was. This is the most disappointing to me. And it is a tie between Why the Last Man and Cowboy Bebop. Both shows, I was I love the source material and highly recommend the source material for both. But they just did not live up to my expectations. And both got canceled. <laughs> All right. There you go. Maybe uh, maybe if they put the sequel series Cowboy Rocksteady on, <laughs> well, that one might be a oh, little you got better. Jokes. <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, I'm putting my worst show of 2021. I'm interested in seeing everybody's reaction. A little show called Batwoman <laughs> sucks. Stupid. Terrible. Hated it. And I only watched the. The, season two the, premiere. The season two premiere. <laughs> and I still, <laughs> I was like, no, this is dumb. I ate it. Uh, it was, I didn't even have to think about it when I was going over the list of everything. I did not enjoy watching that show. <laughs> I did not. And don't go back and see if I said anything different because past Rob doesn't know any better. Present Rob <laughs> is who you want to listen to. <laughs> that show got my worst. Uh, what about you, Shop? Uh, Wonder Rob, you will be pleased to know that I completely agree with you 100%. Oh, Batwoman season two is yes. an atrocity of television. <laughs> it, it is awful. <laughs> I cannot believe that this show continues. I cannot believe that uh, that it's still on. I can't believe that it's going to keep on going. I can't believe they just introduced another Joker. It's just ridiculous. All right. So I think unlike the last round, we actually had two two picks for the same show. So I think it's safe to say that the disembodied voice is going to announce the worst show of 2021. Uh, yeah. Well, wouldn't it be the, a tie? Because the Kiki Mark goes to. Did you say it? Hold on. Hold, 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 hold on. Factor has a good point. Wait, what? Mark that, and I both had the same, and you and Shaw, or Rob and Shaw both had the same. I, you All right. Me, you didn't let me finish. All right. No, I forgot was the problem, <laughs> but you you may or may not have redeemed the situation, Shaw, but we'll never know because Factor chimed in. So why don't you <laughs> to say the correct answer, Shaw? <laughs> and the geeky goes to... It's a tie between <laughs> Batwoman, <laughs> Batwoman, and Why the Last Man. All right, there you have it, folks. The best and worst of television in 2021. All right, so before we take a break, I have a special segment, a special geeky award that I am sitting out of. And it's going to come down to Schaff, Vactor, and Mark to come up with 
the answer to this one. So this is a secret round that I did not prepare anybody for, except for Shaf. <laughs> best. What is the best or worst, depending on how you look at it? Rob of Meltdown of 2021. Was it when Rob lost Godzilla versus Kong? Bet. <laughs> was it when Rob lost the Suicide Squad? Bet. Or was it when Rob lost the Lego Masters bet? Let me remind you what these bets were, just in case you don't remember. Shaf and I made a bet on who would win Godzilla versus Kong. Shaf was Team Kong. No, wait. Was, no, you were Team Godzilla, right? Godzilla. You were Team oh, Godzilla. Yeah. Sorry. I was not Team Kong. I said that there will be no clear definitive winner, that they will both team up. Which is what happened. <laughs> Yet Shoff still believes that Godzilla won. I'm not there getting into it. There was a definitive winner. We're not getting into this. <laughs> we're not getting into this. <laughs> that was number one. Uh, Suicide Squad bet number two was who is who are we? Whose wiener are we going to see? <laughs> uh, first, and I don't remember who I said. I think I might have guessed Pete Davidson. Just yeah, you said Pete Davidson or John Cena. Or John Cena. John Cena does not seem above pulling his wiener out. No, um, he is in tidy whities so I mean, you can kind of make it out if you're really looking. Shoff so. said uh, Weasel. Yeah, I, I went with the CGI characters. I said either Weasel or King Shark is going to show some dong. I, I, I'm still on the fence whether or not his wiener was actually there. But again, we're not getting into this. Oh, my goodness. We're not getting into it. <laughs> I, I've legit not news it. articles, footage. There's <laughs> pictures. I can't, I certainly didn't notice it upon the viewing. Shop says he immediately zoned in on this <laughs> wiener. I did Look, not. All right. Maybe you don't know what a micro penis looks like. Maybe oh no I no do. no. <laughs> yeah. But uh, there was that issue, and then there was uh, simply the Lego Masters bet where uh, I lost uh, the winner. That, yeah. Uh, honestly, that was pretty amazing. Because here's the thing. We, after watching one episode, the first episode of the season two uh, of of uh, Lego Masters, we picked who we thought was going to be the winners by the end of the show. And then comes to find out that the, the finalists are the, the two people that we chose. Yeah, I was runner up. <laughs> I was runner up. I picked. Yeah, we both had really excellent picks. We both figured out right from the get go who's going to be lasting all the way to the end of this competition. And uh Yeah. So. Okay, so I'm I'm sitting out of this, but I need Jimmy, I need Factor, and I need Mark to come to the consensus. What was the best or worst, depending on how you just think about it? Rob Meltdown of 2021. Who's going first? Uh, Shaf. Was- Let's go Shaf, Mark, and Factor. Let's okay. do that. So Shaf first. <laughs> I think this is a, a, a clear thing. Whether it's best or worst, it's all the same. Because um, the amount of, of personal struggle i had to go through to convince wonder rob i mean this was almost our friendship was almost on the line (laughs) okay (laughs) i mean he he just almost he was a stick in the mud for a bit about this one he refused and eventually he conceded but he still to this day does not necessarily 100% believe that he lost this bet. And that's why I believe it's godzilla versus kong that bet is the best slash worst rob meltdown Okay, Mark. 
I'm going to agree, just because that origin originated <laughs> the the whole debate meltdown issue that would then go on <laughs> to have its sequel with the the Lego and Suicide Squad. <laughs> All right. All right, that's two. Vector, what do you say? I say the Godzilla Kong one because I could hear the anger in Rob's voice as he was announcing it. So that's still stuck in his crawl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so a disembodied voice, take it away. And the geeky goes to losing the Godzilla versus Kong bet. <laughs> All right. Okay, everybody, we're going to take a quick break to let you know where you can find us on social media. And when we get back, we're going to wrap up the Geeky Awards with the best and worst in video games and special best and worst of in review with the corrections department and Factor Loves Comics. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, gang, Wonder Rob here. And Shoff's here, too. We're taking a short break from all the geek news to let you know where you can find us on social media. That's right. Find us on Facebook at Geek So To Speak Podcast and join the Geek Nation. It's the best way to stay up to date on all the latest geek news and extra stuff we don't get to cover on the show. You can also find us on Instagram at Geek So To Speak Podcast and Twitter at Geek So To Speak PC. Also, if you want to suggest a topic for geek news, a review, or even a geek movie torture, you can email us at Geek So To Speak Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe if you're not already subscribed and leave us a nice review for a sexy shout out on the show. Thank you so much for listening. Same geek time. Same geek channel. And we're back. Sit down, Vector. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. We're back and we're staring at Vector's Goku shirt. Is that Goku? That is correct. Oh, I know my hentai. I mean, <laughs> anime. <laughs> um, so we, uh, b- before the break, um, we neglected to give Vactor an opportunity to share his, uh, his honorable mentions for television, right? Yes. Okay. Go for all it. I, all I need is 30 seconds. Hawkeye, Dave. I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. We are Lady Parts, Resident Alien, Mythic Quest, Reservation Dogs, Masters of the Universe, Revelation, and the reality show, The Real World Homecoming, Los Angeles. Oh, man. Did, did you say pop- We Are Lady Parts? Yes. That is a great show. If you like 30 Rock, you will love We Are Lady Parts. If, if you like Lady <laughs> Parts, you'll like We Are Lady Parts. You should watch that show, Pen15. Yes. That's also, a good one. Yes. I'm surprised I, nobody put Auntie Donna. And it's an honorable mention. I didn't do honorable mentions because I was following the rules that we had set. Yeah. (laughs) There are no rules. (laughs) Nothing matters. The only. All right, Wonder Rob, back to you, sir. Or or Mark, did you have any honorable mentions? Yeah, I was just going to say honorable mentions really quick for me would be uh, Dexter Newblood. I think Rob will enjoy that when he checks it out. Uh, WandaVision would be on there as well. And What We Do in the Shadows, the most recent season. All right, there we go. Okay, so we're back, and we're ready to get into the next round of the Geeky Awards, which is actually going to be Mark's favorite in-review segment that he had this year, in case you don't know, in case this is your first time listening. 
Mark has a weekly segment called Interview with the Corrections Department where he likes to give his recommendations on whatever he wants to talk about. So, Mark, tell me, in 90 seconds to three minutes, what was your favorite segment this year? (laughs) Uh, My favorite segment I did this year was from episode 166, and it was for the British TV show The Inbetweeners. I... I liked talking about the show, and I also liked the conversation it gave you guys to, to talk about after that. Um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I just really enjoyed that show. I, I remember recommending it to, to Vactor, like, I think maybe 10 years ago now, after I checked it out. Uh, it's a really funny show. I think everybody should give it a chance and check it out as well. It's only, it's only three seasons and the, the seasons are six episodes each. So it's only like 18 episodes total and there's two movies. So you could watch the, the entire series and the two movies, like in a matter of like half a week and you'd be done with it. Excellent. Excellent. Mark, it, did tweeners. your Watchmen segment, oh, okay. was that during 2021? Yeah, that, that, I think that's your favorite segment. I did. <laughs> that's the people's yeah. favorite. <laughs> that was a good one. I don't Everybody, remember this. Go look out for that. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. remember it. Of course he doesn't. That makes sense. All right. And Vactor, with his, he's, he's the newest. He's the new guy on the podcast. Came in about halfway through the year with his weekly segment called Vactor Loves Comics, where he gives his weekly recommendations on anything and all things comics. Tell us, Factor, what was your favorite thing to talk about comic book-wise this year? It was a tie between Amazing Spider-Man, because all of us love the character of Spider-Man, and I, I think every single one of us should always, and this is my personal rule, which I have broken, I think we should always be caught up with Amazing Spider-Man because he is so close to our hearts, and Amazing Spider-Man is such a great comic book. It's like got a long history, just like action comics and detective comics. Amazing Spider-Man has been fantastic, but I'm not caught up, so I'm breaking my own rule. And a tie, because recently I have started rereading Saga to get ready for... It's coming back with issue 55 after a long hiatus, so I've been going back and rereading Saga. So I remember the segment where I recommended it to everyone. So those were my favorite segments of 2021. All right, Saga and the Amazing Spider-Man with Romita Jr. coming back. The worst artist. Yeah, I said it. (laughs) Sometimes I just like to say things. (laughs) All right, so we're going to close out uh, the Geeky Awards with the last and final category, the best and worst of video games this year. Now, we did review a handful of video games, but we've also played a lot of video games that weren't reviewed on the show, just like the movies, just like the TV shows. So we're just going to go down our list, starting with the top five, five to one, and then we're going to come together with the worst games we played this year and see if we can come to a consensus on both. We're going to start with, you know what? Let's start with Vector. Vector will be number one. I'll be number two. Shoff will be number three. And then Mark, because I think Mark hasn't played quite as many games as the rest of us. He'll be number four. And then we'll just go that round. So, Vactor, tell us, what was the fifth best video game you played in 2021 that came out in 2021? Oh, yeah. There was a little game that Robin Shoff played co-op called It Takes Two. And 
I have been playing it with Seasons Change co-host Jeff W., but we have not finished. Um, it came out in March of 2021. I really liked their previous game. This is Haze Light's second title after A Way Out, which was the same thing. It was a, a co-op only game where you had to play with someone else to finish the story, but it was a, it was a prison breakout game. And it was innovative at the time. And so when It Takes Two came out, I was like, oh, yeah, that's the same studio that did A Way Out. So I really liked the narrative that they did. I really liked the all the puzzles, you know, the co-op. Rob and I did co-op on Portal 2 oh, back yeah. in the day. And that was one of my favorite video game experiences of all time. Puzzle games just lend themselves to co-op experiences with your friends. If somebody can't solve the puzzle, the other guy can step in. And so being able to play off your buddies is always fun. I liked the art style. Actually, um, Mark would like It Takes Two as well. So that was my number five. Excellent choice. You know, it's funny. You mentioned It it Takes Two, and they did like a prison break thing as well. (coughs) And It Takes Two is about fixing your relationship. (laughs) And I was laughing during your discussion only because I was thinking to myself, I wonder if the prison break is also about fixing your relationship in prison. (laughs) (laughs) When you like became someone's bitch. Oh my God. We're starting off this segment, right? (laughs) uh, That book is in all games that they make. It's just the talking book. (laughs) It's just really racially inappropriate book of love. (laughs) Oh man. Except this time in prison, his arms and legs are not bookmarks. They're shivs. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So for me, my fifth game of the year, I gotta tell you, first of all, that this the the movies list and the TV list was not a difficult list for me to make. I was able to put these together pretty easily. I spent a lot more time on my video games list because by far I played video games the most out of any entertainment medium this year. And I'm putting number five, a little game called Back for Blood, but the number four is the word for. It's the spiritual successor for Left 4 Dead, everybody. Nice, fun co-op kill zombies game. Uh, If you check out our YouTube page, shout out to the Geek So To Speak YouTube page. You'll find plenty of Let's Plays. 11, in fact, if I remember correctly, where me and Vactor and Seasons Change co-host Jeff W. and friend of the show, Songer, not good at video games, but we we still love him. (laughs) All playing Back for Blood all right, this game's great. It's a great co-op game. It's stressful. It's fun. It's frantic. And if you liked Left 4 Dead at all, you're going to like Back 4 Blood. So I put Back 4 Blood as my number five. Yeah, you know, I haven't played the game. I've only watched you play the game, but it is fun to watch someone play, too. <laughs> it's it's That game is something, man, especially if you don't know what you're doing. It's It's fantastic. And I love it. I love it. What about you, Shaf? Tell us, what was your fifth best game of 2021? Uh, Fifth best game, uh, also about killing the undead, uh, but this one featuring a hot, very tall mummy named Lady Dimitrescu. Of course, the game I'm talking about is Resident Evil Village. Where's your mouse pad? (laughs) 
Where is it, Shop? <laughs> Show him the mouse pad. Um, it's 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 somewhere. <laughs> it's somewhere <laughs> hidden hidden away. <laughs> I did actually have to hide it today because we had her nanny coming for the first time. <laughs> oh boy! If and anybody she was taking doesn't... a tour, I was like, uh, I'm gonna have to move this. <laughs> Shop has a very dirty mouse pad of Lady Domestique. Everybody, I'll, just, I'll get know. it. I'll get it in just a moment. Yeah, I'll get it. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, this was a game that I never would have played if it had not been for Wonder Rob's um, basically making a, it's not really a bet per se, but a, a request uh, that I play eight hours of the game. Yeah, wasn't and it? I bought you the game under the, yeah. the request that I wanted eight hours under your belt, at least. Yes. Yes. And neither of us had eight hours completed by the time of our we recording. We it. But <laughs> yeah. But we both committed to completing the game, and we both did beat the game. And it's one of the few games I that I beat that came out in 2021. So, um, but I surprisingly really enjoyed it. The story was very interesting and twisted, and I had plenty of very legitimate scares and a lot of soiled panties. So, <laughs> <laughs> fantastic! I, just, I threw out onto the balcony, onto the nearby the rooftop. Yes, that's what you call a callback, ladies and gentlemen. All right, moving on to Mark. Mark, do you have a fifth best game of 2021 for us? So explanation for my top five are my yes. my fourth and fifth one, since I didn't play a lot of games, are going to be two favorite streams that I had that you and Shaf did. And then my, oh, t- and then my top three right. will be the games that I actually played. Okay, I'm ready for this little ego boost on my end. So, I'm fan- I like this. So the the fifth one is uh, a tie of both you and Shaf individually playing Resident Evil Village, and and watching you and your different experiences of how you experience the game, and your your varied ways of getting either uh, scared or or not scared about what was happening on screen. <laughs> That's quality time. Yeah, it would be interesting, especially for the puzzles, watching Shaf tackle certain puzzles and how I tackled them and vice versa. Because we, we would solve the puzzles, but our heads, like, like one of us, like, is very left brain and one of us is very right brain. Like, when, <laughs> yeah. it, like when it comes to these puzzles, uh, and it was good. So, yeah, good. I like, I like your compromise on this segment, Mark. Yeah, that's good. Excellent, excellent. Okay, moving on. Vector, what was your fourth best video game of 2021? I am not a huge racing fan, but anytime there's a new Forza Horizon game, my ears perk up. I like the Horizon series better than just the regular Forza series because I'm much more of an arcade racer than simulation. But you know what? It always reminds me of Gotham City Racing, which was a xbox title that i wish microsoft would have kept going with because i love that series i think they only came out with two uh gotham city games but i loved the credits that you got it made you feel like you were getting achievements xp and you wanted to keep on going but forza horizon is my current favorite racing series so forza horizon 5 came out this year as always as every forza horizon game it looked beautiful this one is, is set in mexico which is Kind of an interesting setting, but I I 
loves racing against other people's drive avatars, and you see the ghost of of Rob driving around. And, and you're like, I'm gonna <laughs> that beat tricked him. me. <laughs> I thought you were playing with me. I thought I was, for a second, I thought you were in the game, and I was like, Vector, let's go. And I kept ramming your car. Yeah. <laughs> so I love the Horizon series, and Forza Horizon 5 is no different. It was a fantastic title and is my number four of the year. Excellent. Excellent. Excellent choice. Uh, my number four. I don't think it was an indie game. I think it started as an indie game and then sort of blew up. Uh, my number four was a little game called Death's Door. I knew that was going to be on your This list. year. Um, by developer Digital. I don't know that I've played anything else by them, but it's a, it's a isometric top-down uh, action RPG where you take control of this little crow and you are working for death. You're gathering souls and you're going through dungeons and you're solving puzzles. The art style is great. I think the writing is very clever. It's, I don't want to say it's an unforgiving game, but it's definitely like, it's a game that's going to put you through your paces a little bit. There's a, there is a let's play, a particular let's play on the YouTube page. I think I named it, I hate you grandma or something. I was going to say, is it the grandma one? (laughs) (laughs) Where I was fighting the grandma boss and I must have died a dozen times before I beat that boss. And I got to tell you, it's those wins that feel good, good, good. I I haven't beaten Death Story yet, but I have been going back and playing a little bit more. I just haven't been streaming them um, because I'm trying to keep a variety on the YouTube page. But I have been going back and playing Death Story a little bit at a time lately, and I'm still loving that game. It's great. Would recommend it. It's on PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, PC. Get it. Death Store. It's a fantastic game. Uh, what about you, Shaf? What's your number four? My number four is uh, is a Marvel based game. Um, uh, also, it's from Square Enix, but uh, thankfully they got their shit together for this one. Um, and I'm talking about Guardians of the Galaxy. Ooh. This game was a lot of fun. I'm, I haven't beaten it, but I'm probably the furthest along out of any of us, um, unless somebody's gone back and played it more. But at the time of our last recording uh, regarding it, I was well surpassing all your all's progress but <laughs> wow how's bragging camp going <laughs> it's going pretty good <laughs> <laughs> um but the game is just a lot of fun i love that they incorporate the music you can tell this game is heavily inspired by james gunn's iteration of guardians of the galaxy um but they just the storyline is very interesting uh, the fact that you only control star lord is a unique take but you are still you know commanding and demanding uh your team through various uh, um, team-based power uh, abilities and things like that. Um, but I just think it's a well-written game and I, I'm, I'm really enjoying the campaign. So I'm looking forward to going back and, and completing it. But what I've seen so far definitely earns to be in the top five. Excellent. Excellent choice. If I do say so myself, Mark, what about you? What's your fourth favorite game, AKA second, <laughs> no first favorite stream on the YouTube page? Uh, that one is, again, you and Shoff, uh, but playing together for It Takes Two. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Quite quite the uh, the competition yeah. <laughs> in that game. Yeah. I, I, I like it those. Those good. are always funny to watch, though. So I would. Yes, shout out to the It Takes Two on the YouTube page. Yeah, subscribe to the YouTube right. channel. What? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's lots of stuff on there, everybody. Sheesh. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you for that very nice compliment, Mark. Uh, Vactor, what's your third best game of 2021, buddy? Before I talk about my third best, I wanted to say real quick, Devolver Digital does a ton of indie. They publish a ton of indie games. And you would love, if you liked Death's Door, you would love Enter the Gungeon, Exit the Gungeon, The Messenger, Katana Zero. And my favorite is Ape Out that they did. But they also published Fall Guys, which is a big hit. Uh, Description. <laughs> My friend Pedro and Loop Hero, but definitely Ape Out was my favorite. Holy cow. Kudos to you for having all those titles in the back of your head. Yeah. <laughs> I'll check them out. <laughs> I'll check them out when I eventually beat Death Star, one of these days. Yeah. All right. What you got for number three? My number three is one that Shoff finished. And that is Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart. Yeah. Probably my favorite PlayStation game of the year. Um, I'm. You know, a lot of my games that I play are cross-platform, and you can play them on anything. So there's not a lot that's like, okay, we I have to have a PlayStation for this. There was no God of War. There was no Horizon Zero Dawn this year for me. Um, Returnal was okay, but it didn't make my top list. Ratchet & Clank is the game that I said I have to have a PlayStation for. I have to, um, you know, actually have a a system, a console. I loved the modern update of Ratchet and Clank. You know, that's a series that I've really enjoyed over the years. And even going back to like the original PlayStation um, franchise, there was Sly Cooper and Ratchet and Clank and Jack and Dexter. Those were my favorite like original PlayStation titles. And then they had that Ratchet and Clank movie. Um, a couple oh, of years yeah. ago, the animated movie. Forgot that was and it was thing. the same voice actor, James Arnold Taylor, who we all love as Obi-Wan in Clone Wars. But I, oh, and, and Jennifer Hale, one of my favorite, another one of my favorite voice actors in Wretch and Clank Rift Apart. She played the female Lombax, um, who I'm forgetting her name at the moment. Um, Rivet. Yes, Rivet. Um, but I just love the Wretch and Clank, you know, gathering all the different um, pieces and, and uh, parts to it. And I like the story. It wasn't that long. A good game. Overall experience. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Excellent. Excellent choice, Vector. I like it. Uh, my third best video game of the year. And man, I was sh- I was shuffling this one up and down the list. I was having a hard time placing it, but it was definitely in my top five. A little game called Guardians of the Galaxy by yeah. Square Enix. That's a great game. Uh I- I didn't really have super big expectations for it when it was announced because, well, I played the Avengers <laughs> game and I think I labeled that worst game of uh, 2020, if, I, if yeah. I remember correctly. So I, I went in cautiously optimistic uh, in this game and it's great, man. Like the writing is fantastic. It's very funny. The The combat Although it does take a minute to sort of get into it, I think it's pretty well implemented. Implemented a, a well implemented workaround for getting to control all of the Guardians team while only controlling Peter. And the music's great. The graphics. The game's pretty. It's Jeff's kiss. <laughs> and it has the record for most copyright strikes I've received on our YouTube page. 
One, <laughs> one video receiving four. And not even YouTube not even willing to show it. Oh, wow. <laughs> Being blocked in all territories, and I had to edit it to fix it. <laughs> I don't remember which video it was, but I was blown away. So if and when I continue streaming that game, uh, I'm going to have to put streamer mode on. But I don't really want to because I feel like the music is part of what makes that game. But Yeah, it would be a totally different game without those moments. Yeah, yeah. but it's it's fantastic. I'm, I've really loved Guardians of the Galaxy, so that was my number three this year. Uh, what about you, Shaf? What's your number three? Uh, my number three is the same as Vector. I put Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Yeah, I uh, just beating that game just the other day, um, <clears throat> and I and I could have beaten it sooner, but I wanted to max out some of my weapons, and I'm so glad I did because it made it that much more fun. Uh, when you really spend the time on leveling up and upgrading these these weapons in the game, it they open up so many other abilities. Uh, they're really like fun, wild weapons, stuff you would never see in other games. Um, and it's just the, you, it's all about the combination of like, what are you going to use here? What are you going to use here? Um, are you far away? You can use a sniper rifle. Are you going to use a, a rocket launcher? Are you going to use, uh, some kind of remote bomb or, or, uh, use this cool sprinkler that turns everybody into plants? Like, um, there's just so much about this game. It's a lot of fun. And I love the, the fact of all these rifts that you're going through. I loved how fluid the traversal is in this game. That's one of the most fun things, especially when you're on the rails. Um, there's so, so many great moments, very cinematic. So, and I feel like it's one of the, the best titles to show what the PS five is capable of, uh, so far. And for that reason and many others, it's my number three. I'll accept every reason you just said acceptable. <laughs> Thank you, Shav. All right, getting into games Mark played. I want to hear <laughs> Mark's third best game of 2021. Uh, so for my number three, I, I had told my son if they had ever added these these two specific characters to this game as skins that you could use in it, that I would I would finally play it. And they did. So when they added both Superman and Spider-Man to this game this year, I started playing Fortnite with. Uh, <laughs> oh. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Fortnite came out in 2017. Yeah. I no, think. You, Fortnite is qualifies because of the yeah. chapters. Okay. All right. I'll accept chapter. it then. All right. Yeah, the the, the different okay. chapters that came out this year that had uh, both Superman and then uh, Spider-Man more recently. Uh, I've enjoyed playing with each each of you at different times or all of you at the, the same time and maybe not as often as as our friend ben <laughs> or i may yeah. not have spent as as much money on skins again like our friend ben <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah I, i've been enjoying it and when i when i do get the chance to play i like i like playing the most with with any of you or with my son I like to play. I, like to play. <laughs> I was going to say that. He took it. He, the new guy, he took it. All right. All right. Excellent choice. I'll accept. I'll accept your number three, Mark. But you know what's better than number three? Number two. Vactor, what's your second best game of 2021? It is a game that I guest hosted the Geek So To Speak podcast all about. I came on and talked... Halo Infinite, 
the return to the Halo franchise, a franchise that means so much to me in my history of video gaming and my history of podcasting, as I talked about on the episode. So if you want the full rundown, you can listen to that episode. But I've been uh, playing a little bit more of the campaign. I still haven't beat it yet just because I had a little break in between where I had to go to Texas and visit family, and I didn't get a chance to play it as much over there. But it's also trying to figure out, all right, how much multiplayer am I going to play? How much campaign am I going to play? Going back and forth, because they're both fun, but um, I haven't had a chance to fully complete the campaign yet. So Halo Infinite is a very good modern update of Halo. But I do also want to point out that a lot of the storyline has just been kind of the Force Awakens of Halo, where it's like, all right, we're going to redo the exact same story beats, we're going to have the exact same characters, but they're older now, Master Chief's just a little bit grumpier, he's Han Solo, and creatively, I don't think Halo Infinite is the best of the franchise, I don't think there's it's doing anything new, but it's a lot of fun, you know, it's that repeat 30 seconds of fun over mm-hmm. and over again. And with updated graphics, with updated kind of uh, engines that, that they have on Halo. So I really enjoyed Halo Infinite. It's one of those games that I play every week. Along with Fortnite, I play Halo Infinite every week. <laughs> Excellent. Do you think you'll be playing it infinite definitely? I don't think so. I think when the next Halo comes out, I'll switch over to that one. There you go. <laughs> Good answer. All right. My number two. Uh, it's a little game called Resident Evil Village. I love, love, loved Resident Evil Village. I love Lady Dimitri. Step on me, mommy. <laughs> I Resident Evil's been one of my favorite series for a long time. I've played almost every single Resident Evil. I look forward to everyone coming out. While this game was not as scary in my opinion, as Resident Evil uh, 7, which came out a couple of years before, which we're still trying to convince Shaft to play, but he hasn't he hasn't committed well, to that Well, the fact yet. that you say it's scarier does not help. <laughs> it's scarier. <laughs> it does um, not help. <laughs> I, think the, I think the horror drops off in Resident Evil Village about halfway through the game when you're chasing the fish brother and then you're going through uh, the... Oh, Heisenberg's area. Then it's starting to turn more into like just an action shooter and it's starting to get a little less scary. But up until that, like Lady Lady Demiscure, however you say her name, was one thing. But getting into the house with the lady with the dolls and that dang baby crawling yeah. around the the hallways, that was some next level shit <laughs> it, it, in horror video games. So it really started tall. And then just sort of went down from there, but I still enjoyed it. So that's why, for me, Resident Evil Village is my number two. What about you, Shaf? Well, there's a game that I started playing again after uh, having a a pretty substantial break from it. Uh, I was pretty addicted to this game, um, and then uh, I just stopped cold turkey. But now I'm back. I'm back to it. I played it, and I got to tell you, um, I was immediately hooked back again. And the game I'm talking about is World of... No, I'm just kidding. Not <laughs> oh, World no. of Warcraft. Nah, 
got you guys. No, it's Fortnite. It's definitely Fortnite. Um, I have. I think what makes Fortnite so fun, personally, is when you play with your buddies. When you get the squad together, it, it is such an enjoyable game, and it's it's such a simple concept, but I just appreciate it um, every time I play it, and I and I enjoy. Um, you know, the dynamics of playing it with uh, with friend of the show Ben Songer or uh, Wonder Rob when we play together or Mark when we just played more recently and Vactor. I love when all of us get together. I wish there was a way to have a team bigger than four. Talk to Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who's yeah, in charge. That that part bugs me because we have such a great group. It'd be amazing if all of us could really be together. But that being said, um, I'm really enjoying Fortnite. Um, I definitely have spent way too much money <laughs> on Fortnite, uh, but I, I'm loving it. <laughs> Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Shaf's loving it. Okay. Mark, what was your second best game of 2021? Uh, my number two game for 2021 was Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Um, I'm about halfway through the game, and for, for all the same reasons that that Vector said and Schaff said are the reasons I love that game. I I played the I want to say I played like the the first game I rented it like way back in the day when I worked at Blockbuster and and beat the game within the week that I had rented it. Um, and then I've just been a, a fan of the the series since then. So I just just really liked Ratchet Clank. So, but yeah. Hey, yeah. I like it. I like where your head's at. Excellent choice. Okay, so that means it's time for our number one video games of 2021. The suspense is killing me. Vactor, tell me, what was the best game you played in 2021? Best game that I played in 2020. 2020. <laughs> He's getting tired. It's late. <laughs> A little 2020 was Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Woo! And I do want to point out to Mr. Wonder Rob, mm -hmm. I know that Marvel's Avengers got you not anticipating Guardians of the Galaxy, mm -hmm. but Avengers was only published by Square Enix. It was not developed by the same studio. Eidos mm -hmm. Montreal did Guardians of the Galaxy, and the trailer, I think, is what left me kind of wanting more when I when they first put out that trailer, um, I was not anticipating it, but once we actually got the game itself, I was all aboard. And I'm much like Wonder Rob, I'm into narrative-driven games. Um, you know, multiplayer games are fun. That's what I play every week. But the narrative, um, story-driven games are my bread and butter, and that's what I like more than anything else you know that's what obviously the first things we did when we played video games was like the narrative you know playing zelda playing mario playing the games that we want to finish it we want to get to the end we care for these characters and so guardians of the galaxy is just in that long line and tradition of action adventure games loving the characters all the voice acting is great and i have not finished it yet but I've been told that by multiple people, it is a fantastic Gamora story. So I'm interested where it ends up going, but I just have not had a chance to finish it yet. 
Excellent. I love your pick for number one. Like I said, Guardians of the Galaxy, I was having a hard time placing it on my list because it was so high up, but there were so many good games this year. <laughs> uh, for me, my number one game of 2021 is a little game called It Takes Two, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. It's a little game called It Takes Two because... It, is, it had everything that I like. Now, I do prefer, just like Vactor, generally speaking, more often than not, single-player, narrative, story-driven games are my bread and butter. But I don't, I don't dislike playing games with my friends. I'm not the world's biggest Fortnite fan, but every once in a while, that's all right. I play Halo with Vactor and a friend of the show, Jeff W. Fantastic. I'm having a good time. But it's not what I crave. But it's like... It's like it takes two is like taking peanut butter and taking chocolate and putting them together and making a Reese's Pieces peanut butter cup, yes. arguably the best snack there is. And I played it with my my best video game partner in crime when it comes to It Takes Two because he hasn't played me with Halo or or anything else like that yet, so he doesn't get the title yet. But <laughs> <laughs> but I played it with Shaf. We beat the game. It's all on the YouTube page if you're curious to check it out. Uh, but man, that game was great. I really loved how you can you can play the game as it's meant to be played, tackling all these different puzzles. But there's so much extra. Shaf and I, how, what did we waste like 45 minutes playing chess one time? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and, like tug of war, like uh, shooting darts. Like there's so many so many mini games in that where you can just get thrown off the beaten path and just have tons of fun. And you're like, no, I have to keep playing it. No, one more try. I know I can beat you in this. <laughs> like it's just stuff like that, man, that it, it really made the game for me. It was funny. It was great. It really makes me want to play that prison game that Vactor was talking about. Um, and I think that should a be way out. Yes. Yeah, so a way out should be me and Shaf's next, uh, co-op stream. Yeah. On the YouTube page, fun. If you ask me, but, uh, that's why I'm giving my number one game of the year. It takes two. What about you, Shaf? Um, My number one game of the year also requires a best friend to play it with because it takes two. Yeah! I loved It Takes Two. Um, And and I'm not influenced by the Game Awards. Now, we anybody who follows the Game Awards knows that It Takes Two did win. Factor knows that. Factor knows that. Look at his faces. But (laughs) even if it didn't, I still would think it's game of the year. This game was everything. It was every type of game all rolled into one. It's, it did an amazing job of creating this narrative of this divorced couple or, or almost divorced couple. And uh, you really start to feel like that sense of animosity towards each other because some of the puzzles would get a little bit frustrating. Maybe you'd be playing uh, and it was more platforming, but you'd have somebody controlling the platforms you were on. Like there were plenty of things that would happen that would either make or break your relationship with the person you're playing with. Oh, you're saying I was a bad partner? No, I'm saying you were a great partner. Oh, okay, good, 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 good. Excellent partner. But I could see how if you didn't pick the right person to play with, this game could get really frustrating, which would just play really into the angle of two people who are in a relationship and are struggling to make it work. (laughs) So I think they really nailed it with that. And then you take the idea of it being cooperative, but then you throw in a bunch of competitive games within it as little side stuff. And it just helps to keep that sense of competition, that sense of, uh, of rivalry together. And I just, so good 
voice acting is a lot of fun. We we laughed a, a ton during all of our streams, um, and definitely among my most favorite video game experiences ever playing this game with you. Excellent. Right. Oh, so, I take that. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. So buddy. it take, it takes two. Number one for me. All right. That le- it's all coming down to Mark. Mark, what was your best game of 2021, buddy? Oh man. The the person that played the least amount of video games, it comes down to to me to, yes. to control the, the video <laughs> game section. Yes, 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 yes. So I'm gonna agree with Vector, and my number one is also Guardians of the Galaxy. So we have another oh! tie. <laughs> Uh, but Fantastic. but yeah, for all the same reasons you guys enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy, the music, the the narrative uh, story of it, uh, the gameplay, I liked all that, and it is a very pretty game, and I like all the like the little Easter eggs and stuff that you can find in the game as well. I love it. I love it. Excellent. Excellent. Okay, yes. so there we have it, everybody. Our list: uh, Vactor coming in with Guardians of the Galaxy. Mark coming in with Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy is number three on my list, and Guardians of the Galaxy is number four on Shoff's list. It takes two number one for me and Shoff, and it takes two number three for Vactor, and not even mentioned for Mark. So I I think I think it, it might be going to GOTG. What do you think, Shoff? Um What do you think? You think it's going to GOTG? I th- they're tied. No, GOTG has more mentions than it takes two does. You're right. You are right. No, well, I, I mentioned it takes two that's for not your true. stream. Actually, Mark mentions it in the streams. It takes two streams. Oh, that's right. So, so it's ugh. still a tie. It's still a tie. Okay, disembodied voice, take it away. And the geeky goes to. It's a tie. <laughs> it takes two and Guardians of the Galaxy. All right. Best games of the year, according to Geek Set of Speed, Guardians of the Galaxy, and It Takes Two. Fantastic. All right. Uh, Vactor, real quick. I know you got a list of... <laughs> wake up, Vactor. He's asleep over there for anybody who's <laughs> listening to the audio podcast. Uh, Vactor, I know you got a list of runners up. Hit us with it. I do not oh. <laughs> have a list of runners up. Vector. <laughs> Man, okay. All right. Then we're going to finish up, last but not least, with the worst games or biggest disappointments of 2021 for us. And we'll start with Factor again. What was your least favorite game you played this year? Well, unfortunately, this is a game that Wonder Rob streamed, and it's also kind of a narrative based game it's a puzzle game but the twist of the game was so bad (laughs) i know what you're talking about (laughs) it completely like i was anticipating this game i was i was hot on the heels of it and then when i found out that twist it went completely down the toilet for me and that was 12 minutes (gasps) oh man i was so disappointed by that twist I almost put 12 minutes on my best of list just to spite shop. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was, but I was like, nah, I gotta do, I gotta do me on this one. 12 <laughs> minutes. Interesting choice. Interesting choice. All right. I don't necessarily agree with it. I think the overall game is better than the twist. Cause I do think the twist is kind of dumb. 
but I still liked the overall premise. I don't even know what the twist is. Oh, well, lucky for you, it's on YouTube, buddy. (laughs) All right. Um, My worst game of 2021 was a game I was looking forward to, actually. A little game called Resident Evil 4 VR on the Oculus. Uh, Let me tell you something. A lot of pe- people are hyped on this game. I couldn't have been more disappointed. I think that game does not work in VR, especially hot off the heels of the best VR game, Half-Life Alex. It's like Ooh. night and day. It's like it's like I went and watched Spider-Man Homecoming and then I came home and watched Japanese Spider-Man. <laughs> like it's it's night and day. Uh so I'm giving Resident Evil 4 VR on the Oculus, my worst game of 2021. Oh, all right. What well, about you, Shaf? Shafi? The worst and the biggest disappointment for me of 2021 uh, is Boyfriend Dungeon. No, I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> I was really looking forward to Boyfriend Dungeon, and it just did not. That work game's out not for me. bad. I don't think that game's bad if you like roguelikes, but it's it's no. uh, not for everybody. Um, some of you might think I would put Death Loop, but you'd be wrong. I also don't think that that's the worst game. It's not my favorite game, but it's definitely not the worst game. I think the worst game, the most infuriating game of 2021, the one that makes you just want to throw your gaming laptop out the window is 12 minutes. Oh my God, no. <laughs> 12 minutes? <laughs> I'm gonna die. That, that game was so frustrating. <clears throat> like the concept was cool. But when when you kind of reached like a, an impasse and you weren't able to like figure out any any like different outcomes, the game is just obnoxious at that point. It's not even fun to play because you know you just have to keep going through this rigmarole nonstop over and over again. You hear the same dialogue tree. Nothing changes. It is awful. And it probably, that's what it would feel like if you were stuck in a loop like that too. You would go fucking crazy. And that's what I was feeling in front of my computer. So 12 minutes, big disappointment. Wow. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, Mark, it's all coming down to you. What was your least favorite game? Or do you have a least favorite game? Or is it a stream? For this, like the game itself didn't come out this year, but the addition to the game that was a disappointment came out this year. And after it had been hyped up for such a long time and was one of the main selling points of the game before it came out was Spider-Man in the Marvel's Avengers game where he was added to it. But then like every other character they added to it doesn't even actually have like a story mission in the game. So there's not even like a separate thing you do with him. He just gets thrown into being like another character you can play with. And then it's hard not to also compare his uh, web swinging to the, the the insomniac game, or or even in Fortnite with the the web swinging. <laughs> and that. So I would say I know the game itself didn't come out this past year, but him joining the game finally came out this past year. So I, I would say that would be my biggest disappointment. I think it counts. If we're counting Fortnite chapters, we can count uh, DLC. Yeah, for, totally. For yeah. Avengers. All right, there you have it. Well, I uh, begrudgingly, I think the consensus is clear on the worst game of 2021, although I do not agree with it personally, but <laughs> <I> dis- <do. laughs> disembodied voice, take it away. And the geeky goes to... 
12 minutes. Oh man, we gotta, we're gonna have to send the, the developers like a letter or something to let them know. <laughs> All right, well, that's it. That's it, everybody. The fourth hey. day hey. awards. Hey, 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 hey. hey. Yeah. Oh, hey. what about the best comics of the year? Oh. For Vector Loves Comics. Did you or did you not say your segment already, Vector? Well, I, I said my segment, but. I want to tell you my favorite comics real quick. All right. <laughs> He's getting so, greedy over here. All right. Let's, let's see. The Nice House on the Lake, Fantastic Mystery, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, like I was telling Shoff, Game Lame. of Thrones in Space. And Shoff needs to read past issue one. Made in Korea, a Fantastic AI Story, Hulk, which only had two issues come out, but it is fantastic. The artwork, amazing. Love Hulk. Hulk turns his body into a spaceship that's all you need to know <laughs> and the number one move a uh, number one comic of the year i gotta give a shout out to seasons change co-host jeff w because the best comic was it's jeff and it's about a little land shark named jeff and he's getting into these crazy situations like he gets into the washing machine and he's a shark in a washing machine. You got to read it. It's on Marvel Unlimited. I love It's Jeff. Best best comic of the year. All right. Disembodied voice. Take it away. <laughs> what am I taking away? Best co- geeky. Best comic of the year. It's Jeff. And the geeky goes to Jeff the Land Shark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Can I give you guys my, my honorable mention films really super quick? Because I didn't do it earlier. Here, here it comes. Right. Here it really comes. Quick, uh, number here number comes. six on my list was Mitchell's versus the Machines. Number seven was No, okay. no Time to Die. Number eight was Shang-Chi. Okay. Number nine was The Suicide Squad. And number 10 was The French Dispatch. What French was the last Dispatch. One? French Dispatch. All right. Any other? Any other last-minute additions? <laughs> I love you guys. Uh, I I love you guys too. Uh, I did. That didn't come out in 2021. Oh, uh, he's thinking about that movie with Jason Segel and Paul Rudd. No, I, I'm. I love you, man. I was quoting No Way Home. No, oh, he's quoting No Way Home. <laughs> I, I was I was explaining Vector's joke, which everybody knows makes jokes even more <laughs> funny <laughs> when you do that. All right, so that's it, everybody, for the fourth annual Geeky Awards. We made it. This is season six, if I'm not correct, that we're starting of Geek, so to speak. Is that it right? Is. Season six, man. We're getting into our sixth year. Thank you so much, listeners, for joining us. Whether this is your first episode or this is your 186th episode. I actually don't know what number this is. That this may is 184. 184 <laughs> episode or anything in between. I got to say, we all greatly appreciate it. Uh, we would be doing this podcast even if you weren't listening. Uh, <laughs> and some argue that many, maybe people aren't listening. But you know what? We know we got listeners. We know we do. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. On behalf of Shaf, myself, Factor, and Mark, we appreciate your ears and your time. So thank you. If you're looking to find us on social media, you know where to find the show. You heard the bumper, but just in case you forgot, go to geeksotospeak.com for everything Geek So To Speak, our Twitch, our YouTube, our social media handles, and everything. But if you want to follow us as individuals, you can follow my boy Shaf on Instagram and Fiverr at 
S-H-O-F-F. V as in voice, O as in over. That's Shop VO. Shop is the world-renowned level one, I might add, <laughs> voice artist on Fiverr. And he is here for all your voiceover needs. So please, you need you need anything? You've heard you heard him speak this whole episode. He's fantastic. And he does the bumpers and intro and trailer for Seasons Change. Uh, maybe you watch some behind the scenes of Hellboy, the most recent Hellboy. Shop's voice is in that. Do you listen to... Uh, uh, audio readings of Tesla facts from videos, <laughs> videos that's shop amongst other things, but check out shop on Fiverr. You won't regret it for any and all voiceover needs. You can follow myself wonder Rob that's W O N D E R R O B on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow our corrections department on Instagram and Twitter at Mark Vibbert, M A R C V I B B E R T. And last, but certainly not least, our comic book expert Vactor can be found on Instagram and Twitter at Vactor, V-A-C-T-O-R. And be sure to check out his weekly podcast called Season Change, hosted by himself and friend of the show, Jeff W., where they're also talking comic books, movies, TV shows, and everything in between. Our sister show, we like to call it. Very good show. Again, voiced over by world-renowned voiceover artist Schaff. Check us all out. We greatly appreciate it. Be sure to check us out on Anchor if you want to leave us a voicemail that will play on the show. Be sure to review us on iTunes, I mean Apple Podcasts, whatever <laughs> you want to call it, or Spotify for a sexy shout out on the show. Um, and if you if you feel like donating some of your hard-earned dollars to us, again, find us on Anchor, and we'll use your money to buy energy drinks for Vector, who's clearly falling asleep this whole show. Any last words, you guys, before we sign the heck out of here? Happy New Year, fellow happy, geeks. Happy Nude Year, happy everybody. Year. Uh, Vactor, Mark, here's your last. Here's your chance. Last words. Well, I said it before, and I'll, I'll say it again. I love you guys. Aw. Uh, <laughs> Vactor. 2022 is going to be a fantastic year. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled podcast next week where we're talking the latest and greatest in geek news. And next week, if I'm not mistaken, we're going to be reviewing the first four episodes of Peacemaker on episode on episode <laughs> on HBO Max. Unless we don't. And that's the geek, so to speak. Guarantee. <laughs> Why don't you? I got an idea. Shaf, you say your part of the catchphrase and then me, Vactor and Mark will say my part of the catchphrase. Oh, fun. Okay, let's do that. Uh, please make sure to tune in for Peacemaker on HBO Max on Geek, so to speak. Same geek time. Okay, guys. One, two, three. Same, Same geek, geek <laughs> Flawless. Delicious. Flawless execution. <laughs> You guys are fucking lame. Hello. I just saw the most anticipated movie of the year, Deadpool. It was glorious. Once in a generation, a movie comes along that your whole family will love. If your family is a f***ed up group of kissing inbreds. Plus, Ryan Reynolds looks so f***ing handsome in his red leather suit. I give it four Golden Girls. It's the best picture of the year. So go see Deadpool this Friday. <laughs>